Kiss 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Jersey Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can see uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Uh, there's a hashtag trending that I just got lost in right now, which is pastimes from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Hold on, let me put down my Tamagotchi. <laughs> three-way calling. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I never knew enough people to three-way call. No. Every now and then somebody would three-way call me, but I never had, like, I never three-way called somebody because you think that my dad was going to pay for that service? Yeah, That was like a premium. That was like $4 a month. Yeah. Three, we- three-way calling. We didn't have that. It took us forever just to get um, call waiting. Oh, yeah. Like, that's another one. Oh, yeah. And then, like, when everyone, all my friends got the phone that had uh, the reg- the call display. Yeah. Remember the big black, like, they have them in offices. Those oh, big, yeah. The big rectangle phone, black phones, right? 100%. I was like, Dad, can we get that? I was like, no, our phones, yeah. our phone works perfectly yeah. fine. No, and that's when, that's when your parents treated your house like an H&R block, like it was an office. Because when everybody got answering machines, it was like, you know, it took a lot of years before they started letting kids record the outgoing message. Oh, yeah. You know, it was very serious. It was like yeah. your mom or your dad. And then every now and then the kid got to go like, hello, you've reached the house of... Ralph and Diana Weston, and then I'd go, and Roz, uh, please leave him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you were only allowed to say your name. Like, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't be a you couldn't, part of it. You couldn't be the star of the no. message. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, you couldn't. People don't understand that anymore. I love that you had to explain at the sound of the beep, leave a message. Like, nobody knew yes. that. Yes. Yeah. No, hell no. I spent so much time back in the day researching how to get music on hold because I really wanted when people called me to put them on hold and they had like a radio station playing. So I. I how it, did you have hold on your phone? There was a hold button on our. We had like the, the the phone that came with the service. Like it was a Meridian phone, and there was a hold button. So I tried really oh, hard you to figure. Rich. It. Would you live in a Kinkos? <laughs> you had a hold button on your phone. Yeah. You know what the hold button on my phone was? Putting the receiver in my armpit and yeah. whispering to my friend. <laughs> like that's, so that's you what never the hold had like was. a little radio set up, and you'd put the phone in front of the radio and walk away for a while, just so people thought you were special because you had music. More. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, bro. You need. Like, I know. I, I know. We say now it's 2020, and I'm like, you need a friend. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you I needed go, a friend. You really needed a friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know what we haven't done in a while? What's that? Uh, read some of the reviews that we get from Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, do that. Thank you to everyone who took the time to uh, get on Apple Podcasts and just like write these reviews and give the five-star ratings. We love it. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. Uh, Wendy202 wrote, best thing ever as a subject line, five stars. I have podcasts installed just for the Roz and Mocha show. Wow. Episode 35 is hands down the best one. Thanks in advance. Um, episode 35, by the way, is the one dedicated to just the damnits. Oh. All things the damnits. People <laughs> love that episode. Yeah. Um, smooth, cool dude lover. Oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, said the podcast is awesome. I love this podcast. And the smooth, cool dude is my favorite. Sorry, Mocha. 
That's okay. Stop it. People are awful. Uh, Dario591 says, y'all always make me laugh and lift my spirits, and I love hearing all the things you have to say. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. P.S. Shut up, Maury. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know why that's funny to hear. It just hurt Maury's feelings real bad, but I don't know why. (laughs) That made me laugh. Rate Dr. Diva 211223 wrote, subject line, love the show. Also gave five stars, so thank you very much for that. This show has helped me deal with the crazy commute to work, but this show is helping me deal with my anxiety, depression, and PTSD because I lost my mom a little over two months ago. I'm having a rough time, and at least this show helps me deal with this. As well, I am sick with Crohn's disease, and I had two hospital trips with infections. It means so much to me, and Roz is a good guy, and I wish I I had a dad like you. That's real nice. I'm a good guy? Yeah. Wow. Jess P. Morrison said, You guys are my absolute favorite people you make me laugh so hard and make my days so much brighter i'm so beyond grateful for the podcast i listen in the car the shower at work when i'm cooking basically 24 7 i can't live a life without mocha's laugh Roz's opinions and maury's wheeze (laughs) (laughs) i love you guys and i hope you reach your 20 year anniversary on the show so uh, thank you to everyone who took the time to write these reviews. Uh, if you haven't done so and you want to, we love reading them both on and off uh, off the podcast. You can yeah. do that through Apple Podcasts. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I watched that UFC fight on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so did I on Twitter. Did you? I, I got the pay-per-view. Oh, you bought it? Let me tell you what I did, though. Okay. <laughs> You know how we're not allowed to shame people anymore? Yeah. Right? I, where I disagree with that, I think you should still be, I think we could all use a little shame. Sure. Every now and then. Okay. So here's what happened. I go to the pay-per-view listings. Yes. Because I want to watch the fight. And I see that there's like an HD version and then like a, an SD version, I guess. I yeah. don't know. To me, what's the big deal? Right? I don't care. One is like 59 and then one is like 70. Or okay. like, it's like 60 and $70. It's the difference between 10 bucks. Uh. And I'm so cheap that I'm like, okay, I'm going to just get the $60 one. So I hit order on it and comes through. And like, it's not even that it's just like SD. It's smaller than my television. Well, yeah. No, normally it's just a downgraded feed no yes always always Oh, because you always order always yes always this was smaller than my television Uh and then so i have to make it bigger and the picture quality that was offered for 60 dollars was absolutely 100 percent unacceptable to be broadcast anywhere it should be illegal to broadcast that picture quality and charge somebody 60 dollars for it Right, I was so pissed off, and you know me. Normally, I've never watched a Blu-ray in my life because I don't yeah. care. Right? Okay. It's fine. Regular TV looks good enough. Uh-huh. It's so pretentious when somebody needs like yeah, ultra four K is... Blu-ray, everything else. It's oh, so me. pretentious. I need it. I need no, it's it. so pretentious. No, nobody needs that. Me. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody needs yeah, that. It's got to be that crystal clear. No. Mm. Nobody Give needs me. that. So there I am. I spent sixty dollars on this thing. Yeah. And don't I hit guide, go up one station and buy the one for 70. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Okay. So. 
<laughs> so you're in it now for 130 bucks. $130, okay? $130 is yeah. what I spent, and the fight was 40 seconds. Yeah. Oh, you got ripped off. <laughs> and I watch it for free on Twitter, bro. <laughs> you got screwed. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Josh Gad, who we know uh, as Olaf, of course, from Frozen and Frozen 2. Yeah. A huge Star Wars fan. And over the years, he's gone viral and he's made some really, really great fun videos with his friend Daisy Ridley, who plays Ray in the Star Wars movies, uh, where he was like trying to get info out of her and get spoilers out of her and yeah. ask her questions. And they were really great. Like the, those videos that they did together, they're really great together and they were a whole lot of fun. And I guess he was on Conan last night, Conan O'Brien, and he was talking about how because like his dream is to just like go to set, right? Yeah. Like go and see them any, shooting Star any Wars. Any Star Wars fan, Star yeah. Wars nerd would right would have the same dream, and, even if it's for like two minutes. And, just to a, be there. and as a fan, it would be incredible because the only thing we were all waiting was how are they going to end Star Wars? Like, what is the sort of big secret? How are they going to wrap this up? Yeah. 40 their, years. Their big grand finale. So this is Josh Gad on Conan and warning, spoiler alert. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I get a phone call from my friend Daisy Ridley and she goes, so I'm on the set of Star Wars and I would love to have you come visit. And I was shooting in London and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. And finally, on the last day that they were shooting, I said, can I come? And she goes, well, Josh, it's a, she's British, so this is my right. impression of Daisy. She goes, well, Josh, it's a, it's a closed set, so I'm not sure if you can come today. And I said, uh, okay, well, that sucks. But she goes, let me talk to JJ. She calls me up and she goes, I don't know how or why, but JJ wants you to come today. That's nice. So I'm like, great. So I go and I'm so excited to see like a, you know, like them getting on to like the Millennium Falcon or just like something like crazy. Right. And I get there and Ian McDermott is in his Palpatine outfit. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, this next part is going to be a spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen Star Wars. So I'm there and the first dialogue that comes out of, of his mouth is... You are my granddaughter. <laughs> While you're there. While I'm there. <laughs> I was f***ing <laughs> pissed. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh dude, my god. <laughs> Being a Star Wars fan your entire life. And your dream come true to visit yeah. while they're filming the movie. Yeah. And that's what you see. <laughs> before you actually get a chance to even see and you're and at that point nobody knew anything about you're the movie months and months and months away from seeing the movie <laughs> oh no that sucks i love it uh. here we go the Roz and mocha show podcast do i have time to do this thomas markle thing real quick with you? absolutely did you see this documentary so thomas markle megan markle's dad still doing interviews and every yeah. time in like this guy does something man he loves his daughter oh it's just <laughs> like like yo fam shut your face it's just so stop talking it's sir. just so terrible so we know that megan and harry had sued a publication in the uk for publishing parts of the letters exchange between thomas markle and megan markle 
Um, so that lawsuit was going on. And if you remember during the, the whole lead up to the wedding, he wasn't invited. He faked all those pictures with the paparazzi and then he started doing interviews and it was just a mess. It's yeah. just, it's just a mess. So they do a documentary on Thomas Markle last night in the UK, uh, called Thomas Markle, my story. Oh God. As if people were clamoring for that. But so here's clip number one. Here are his opinions on how Harry and Meghan, with them bailing on the royal family, how they've cheapened the monarchy. This is like one of the greatest long, long living institutions ever. Uh, uh, they're destroying it. They're, they're cheapening it. They're, they're making it shabby. Uh, they're turning it into a walmart with a crown on it now it's not it's not it, it's something that's ridiculous they shouldn't be doing this what do you say they're turning, they're it, turning into a- it into a walmart with a crown <laughs> suddenly suddenly thomas markle's a monarchist yeah you know what i mean what does he think that he's gonna get like backup now from the oh, queen oh like, thomas you were so right okay um i'm gonna play you would clip- you like to live with us from i'm now gonna on. play a clip number two and i'm gonna warn you right now that the, the last couple of words he says in clip number two you're gonna want to isolate and then play over and over and over again um, uh, but this is Thomas Markle talking about his current relationship with Meghan Markle. They owe me. Um, the royals owe me. Um, oh my God. Harry owes me. Um, <laughs> Meghan owes me. Um, you better not say Archie owes me. <laughs> what I've been through, I should be rewarded for. My daughter told me that when I reach my senior years, she'll take care of me. But... I'm in my senior years now. I'm 75 years old. So it's time to look after daddy. <laughs> okay, hold on. That's so weird. That's so weird. That's so weird. Why do you got to say that, Thomas? It's time to look after daddy. It's time to look after daddy. Yeah, it's time to look after daddy. It's time to look after daddy. It's so weird. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Air Transat has direct daily flights to London, England. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Harry and Meghan know that. Yeah, that's true. Right? Quick yes. flight over there. That's it. Haven't been in a while. You think they're going back? Well, listen, Harry, Megan, if you are thinking about going back, we suggest highly reaching out to Air Transat because they'll get you there and they'll get you there in style. And you know, going back home, we don't have to tell you how magical London is, no. okay? But uh, you can even go as like a tourist. Okay, right? yeah. Just pretend that you're a tourist. Exactly. What about Harry and Megan uh, exploring some of the majestic castles that London has? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sure they've never experienced that before. Uh, put on like a fake wig and like a rubber nose. Go out and do some fishing and chips, enjoy the local pubs, do it all. London yeah. is made for tourists. Uh, you can do everything by foot, by bus, by metro, even boat, uh, each of them offering a unique view of the city. Plus, Transat, this is fantastic. I love, love, love this. Transat offers multi-city packages to enjoy cities in and around England. Go to airtransat.com for more details. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Line one. Hello, it's the Roz and Mocha Show. You are on the air. <laughs> Hi, Mocha. Wow. Yo, who's this? It's Senchu. All right, Senchu, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm just on my way to work, and I was wondering if you guys can play five and seven. Oh, man, we haven't played that in a bit, huh? No, it's true. Have we played it this year yet? No. no we haven't, right? Uh, no. Wow. I don't think so. Yeah, we can do yeah. that. Um, give us a couple of minutes. We'll get Please. everything kind of set up. Okay. Senchu, are there any categories that you really, really enjoy that you would like to hear in today's version of uh, five and seven? 
Ooh. TV five shows. things I love about Roz. Yeah, five things I love about Roz. I don't even think you could come up with that, Maury. And you really love me. I still think you would choke. <laughs> oh my All right, give us a couple of minutes, okay? Send you. Okay, thanks, Oka. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Here we go. This is five in seven. Yes, uh, five and seven. Very easy. Hello, Dammit Maury. Hello. We will ask Dammit Maury to name five things. He has seven seconds to name those five things. I will be reading the questions. Mocha, you will be the official judge and timekeeper. Yep. Uh, Dammit Maury, are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Maury, name five things we normally use once and then throw away. Okay, condom, uh, Kleenex, um, chicken breast. I don't know why. Uh, Loser. Okay. What? Explain chicken breast. Okay. <laughs> I was just picture like you eat it. Okay. And uh-huh. it's done. Okay. Condom. <laughs> what was the second one? Kleenex. Kleenex and chicken breast. <laughs> You're disgusting, man. <laughs> That is the grossest purse ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, damn it, Maury. Are you ready? Yeah. Maury- no, wait, wait, wait. You oh. have to tell him what you would have accepted. Oh, oh yeah. But, yeah. Condom I would have accepted. A yeah. dental floss, uh, a straw, oh. toothpick, uh, Ziploc bags, although we should try and reuse them. But, you know, I would have put that on the list as well. Not chicken breasts. Not, ch- <laughs> not chicken breasts. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, damn it, Maury. Are you ready? All right, Maury, name five organs. Oh, okay, French organ, um, the Hammond B3 organ, um, uh, uh, organ okay. grinder. Okay, I would have accepted lungs, oh. liver, you weren't going that <laughs> bladder. Who was talking about the musical instrument? <laughs> I thought it was like... Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, damn it, Maury. Oh my god. But if uh, you were accepting organs. Yes, then that 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 would also <laughs> not have counted. Uh, aside from Justin Trudeau, name five Canadian Prime Ministers. Okay, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, um, Stephen Harper, um Oh wow. Okay. And Kim Campbell. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, uh, Harper, Kim Campbell, Jean Chrétien, Mulrooney, Paul Martin, Joe Clark. Mulrooney. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those would have been fine. Uh, damn it, Maury. Yes. Name five words that rhyme with butter. Uh, sputter. Um, cutter. Um, father. No. <laughs> Loser. What was that last one you said? Like, like you know, like, hello, father. Hello, mother. <laughs> Here I am at Camp Butter. <laughs> were, you, were you trying to say father and mother? No. Hello, father. Hello, mother. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. We're going to finish out uh, five and seven with Wait, this. Wait, what are the words that rhyme with butter? Oh, uh, am I do wrong? I have to tell you flutter, gutter, mutter, putter, shudder? Like, you can go okay. on and on and on. Fada? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, damn it, Maury. Name five body parts in French. Oh, um, oh, uh, um, wow, this is tough. Um, Penai, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is a penai? Your penis? 
What? Your penis? <laughs> I think you also just say, like, arms. <laughs> Are you taught this? Yes. Can you name any body part in French? What's, no. your, what's your head? What's your head in French? I have no what's idea. What's your head? You have never heard it before? No. You've it's so interesting you ask this because I don't know. You've never heard tête? Oh, tête. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Put it to death. <laughs> and that's how you play five and seven. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Hi, is this Marissa? It is. It's Roz and Mocha. No, it's not. It is. How you doing, girl? Oh my God. Hi. Okay, so Marissa sent us a text last night when we weren't here, Roz. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm following up because uh, we just want to make sure you're okay. Because this is what Marissa wrote. I need to thank you guys. I had a really rough day and knew my commute home from Oakville to Hamilton would be full of tears. I listen to your podcast whenever I'm driving, even if it's just to the corner store. Tonight, no different than any other commute. I plugged in my phone and listened. Not one tear shed because you guys had me laughing like always. I needed that today. Thank you for being there for me today. You guys are awesome. Wow. What happened? Um, a guy that I've been into for like two years just like said he had a girlfriend and I got really stupidly upset about it. Yeah, fair enough. Don't say that's not stupid. Your feelings aren't stupid. That sucks. It's true. I've been yeah. single for 11 years, like ready to move past this. And yeah, it just wasn't a good day. So you're, you were liking this guy for two years. Did anything happen within that two years or no? Not much. Like we would talk online all the time and we met up a couple times, but it was just something that was always ongoing. Yeah. Like someone yeah. to always talk to you or like you always had the hope that you were going to hang out. So now that he has a girlfriend, I'm like, oh, so yeah, that's never going to happen. Were you sort of pining for this guy, like just waiting for him to come around? I knew we'd never date, but like I knew that we would hang out. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, but did he ever yeah. try, not try to make the moves, but like did he ever kind of lead you to believe that he was into you or it was a straight up friendship? And you're no, the no, one no. that caught the feelings. No, no, a hundred percent. He was into me. Like I knew he was. We were into each other in like a relate. Like I would never date the guy, yeah. but I liked him and I liked hanging out with him and being mm-hmm. casual with him. Mm-hmm. And so I've been single for eleven years. I'm 31. I just found out my younger brother's having a baby, and I just like going through that. You know, yeah, it sucks. When's my, when's my turn? Yeah, it sucks, oh, girl. It sucks. I, 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 I get it. Um, so what happened? Terrible. So he told you that he's got a girlfriend. Not to bring, you know, like bring up old stuff, but he told you <laughs> that he has a girlfriend. And how long had they been dating? Like literally, just it must have just happened over oh, okay. the Christmas break. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So at least he had the decency to tell you like when it happened. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like yeah. I said, like he. He doesn't owe me anything. Um, He's, you know, good for him. I was just kind of bummed out about the whole thing. Now, if he hits a rough patch with a girlfriend and calls you up and says, hey, you want to, you know, like the booty call call, what do you do? He's, he's blocked and deleted. Ah, I can't there, there you go, Marissa. That's how we do it. We are so proud of you, girl. We are so proud of you. Make That's that amazing. clean break. Clean break. Yeah. yeah, I can't do it anymore. These like two years of games and he's not worth it and goodbye. Good for you. Hell yeah. So um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you guys so much. I'm um, sorry you had a crappy night last night and uh, we're happy that we were the ones uh, to be able to put a smile on your face and help take your yeah. mind off of things. Always. Every time I'm in my car, I'm listening to you guys. So no, yeah, you're the best. The podcast has saved 
my commute like crazy. And I love Maury, so make sure you say hi to Maury. Okay. He's waving right now. <laughs> he's actually not. Oh, thanks for it. Now, okay, now no, he he's is. Not, he's nodding. He's nodding. Oh, he's, he's nodding. nodding. Yes, he's nodding. Yes. <laughs> I'm Marissa. You be good, and uh, uh-huh. I hope everything works out for you. And again, lots of love your way. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Now you just made my day, so this is perfect. No. Oh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, I always wanted to answer this. So I wouldn't love one of you more than the other because you guys are the best together. But that's not the question I asked. I know. I don't know. I can't. I guess I'll go with Rod. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I guess. Your enthusiasm is... No wonder you got dumped. Oh, oh my God, dude! Go on, man! No, it's because I don't want... I didn't want to choose. Uh, uh, you're the best. Thank you so much. Love you lots, Marissa. I love you all equally. Uh, Goodbye. That's great. Bye-bye, hon. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I don't think that we are ever, ever, ever going to get new music or an album from Rihanna. I think we're done with that. You think so? Yeah. You've I think given she's up. done with that. I've given up. Wow. And I'll tell you why. She is so... She's got too much going on. Busy yeah. with her Fenty beauty product line. Mm-hmm. And she is making so much money. Yeah. Like, that is now her career. Yeah. The makeup game. Yeah. That is her career. We are never going to get another album or a song. When was it supposed to happen? Like when? Like realistically? Oh God! Was like it realistically? To be- like when was it supposed was it spo- to happen? I'm pretty sure. Wasn't it supposed to happen in like 2018? <clears throat> when was her last full album? I'll have to look that up. I. It's been so long. I can't even remember. Like when was the last proper? This is a full release album. 2018, wasn't it? No, 2017. 2016? 2016. 2016. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And then remember she was supposed to do like the double double album. One was going to be like one <clears throat> side was going to be one portion of it was going to be all dance hall. Yeah. And the other one was going to be straight up R&B. Well, that was the story anyway. That was the story. Yeah. But I think she's just making way too much money. I would be surprised if she comes back to music. But she released a video yesterday on her Instagram uh, as a makeup tutorial on how to apply or technique to apply one of her mascaras that she has. Okay. You know, this, she's so funny. Because she just can't keep a straight face. Right. With some of the wording that she's using. <laughs> so is this words that she has to say or is this just like sort of No, her she's being just her. like her being her. Gotcha. Okay, and it just cool. ends okay. up like okay. a train wreck. Okay. But thinking about it, I think I would react the exact same way. I feel like Rihanna and I both have the same kind of personality. Today is all about full frontal mascara. There's that angle, there's the flat angle, and then there's this really sharp angle on this side where you can get really deep into detail. And I'm going to show you how we go from the flat to the fat. I'm going to start with the flat side. I'm really just trying to get in between all of my lashes, like, especially at the base. But now I want some length, so I'm now going to go to the fat side, and I'm just going to base it on there. And I can go to the edges, I can make them really fat, (laughs) thick, and long. And then right here. (laughs) I didn't know me to. When I got in the middle, I took Stroke. <laughs> 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 Anyways, guys, this is what I do, all right? Fat. When I get to the middle, I just like to take 
this, the tip of the brush. <laughs> I like to take the tip of the brush and just the tip of this brush is really safe so you can go as well as you want especially on the inner corners is this bad I mean every word that I say oh my gosh it's all so bad <laughs> so make it fat and long and stroke it upwards and make sure you get the tip into the inner corners there you go you got it. it this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast yesterday if you follow DJ Khaled on IG you'll see he posted like stories and photos mm. and video he was in Toronto and mm. he was kicking it at Drake's place I don't know if they're working on music together for Khaled's new album or if it's going to be for Drake's new album. But he was posted up at uh, Drake's place. They were playing basketball. And this is like a day after, I think it was, yeah, the day after the birth of his. I was going to say, didn't he just have a kid? Yeah, his wife just gave birth to their second son like two days ago, two, three days ago. The picture he posted of that was amazing, by the way. Which one? He posted like... No, it was the picture where his kid like his, his kid was born. His wife had just gone through hell, and the picture he posted was him high-fiving her doctor. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. <laughs> Hands up in the air and everything. Yeah. Um, but he was, uh, he was everywhere yesterday, and um, like enough pictures of Drake, and then he went to a place called Chubby's Jamaican Restaurant yeah. on Portland in downtown Toronto. And man, this guy loves this place so much. Toronto. I love this spot right here. Chubby's. Real yard man food is. Real. No, 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 no. Food is incredible here. I love this spot. Food here. Incredible. Yard man thing there. And then he just hopped back on his private jet and flew back home. Bro, could you just like for one second imagine... Yes, I can. If no, you can't. Could you imagine if your wife just had a kid? Oh, this. And two days later, you're like, "Listen, I'm gonna uh, head up to Toronto. I'm gonna go hang at Drake's place, play some basketball, go to my favorite restaurant, which the food is great, babe. Like, oh my god, when you get better in those scars heel, like you will love it. Yeah. I'll bring you there one day. Anyway, see you Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? I know. No. <laughs> I can't. That part I can't. <laughs> I thought you were going to say being second. able to have a, a access to a private jet, fly into a city, no. kick it for the day, and then fly back home. No. Just imagine that. Like, no. even if you did, right? Like, even if you did. Like, but doesn't he want to be home? But even, if, even if you had to go. Like, even for if, work. Like if okay, let's mandatory. just say, let's say this is work purposes. I still wouldn't post something on social because right. my wife is going to see that. Right. I would be like, babes, I went there. Drake has God, a studio in his so place. Cold. We were just like, oh, it was freezing out yeah. there. There's still snow on the ground. It and sucks. we were working on like so much music. Yeah. I got some stuff for Drake's album. I got yeah. some stuff for my album. But I'm going to tell you. I, I, I'll be I, right back home. I know, but you weren't with me. And you know what I'm like when you're not there? I'm just not inspired. I'm not even happy about the real yeah. sessions. I'll probably, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. I'm so glad yeah. to be home. He was out, and when you look at his IG, yeah. he was out everywhere taking pictures oh, in front of the CN so Tower. Crazy. Don't do that. Right? Like, pictures and video <laughs> of him just like playing ball. You can't do that, man. At like, Drake's magnificent basketball that court is in a his luxury mansion. that civilians don't have. Right? Going to this this Jamaican restaurant where he's like, <laughs> oh my no. God, I'm so full, guys. This is my favorite spot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
And he was like crew yeah. deep. And, yeah, and, and like so many of his friends with him. Yeah, and not even like maybe I got you a to-go container. Right. You know what I mean? Like nothing. <laughs> like everyone in Toronto, I love this place so much. You should really try it out. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you? <laughs> I'm what? good. Oh, okay. I'm not allowed to be polite and ask you how you're doing? No, that's fine. Oh. I got no problem with politeness. I quite I quite enjoy civility. You know me. Maury. How are you? Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to tell you a story that yeah. was the most glorious thing ever the other day when I was at boot camp. You were at the gym? No. Nope. It's not boot camp. Okay, so you're at the gym and what happened? Okay, so we're in, I'm in a class at the gym, and we all have to do something, okay? So he yeah. said the next what, thing. exercise? Exercise, and the next instruction was to do um, How to set crushers. a claymore? Sorry, what now? How to set a claymore? How to no. what now? Okay, never mind. Skull crushers. Weapons training? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Skull crushers. Hand to hand. Nope, not hand okay. to hand. Okay, cool, go ahead. It says boot camp in yeah. the name. Okay, yeah, it's not boot camp, it's a gym. You're not was, learning how to... I was doing see. the next move, right? Yeah. Parachute and out of a plane into... Enemy fire. <laughs> it's not boot it camp. It says it in the name. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> boot camp's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. So Go I'm ahead. doing the next move. Yeah. And the yeah. instructor, Darcy, says, everybody look at Maury. He's doing it right. Follow Maury. That's exactly when you screw it all up, right? No, but in the moment, I'm like, don't, don't smile. Don't any, just stare at the ceiling. Stare at the ceiling. This moment may never happen again where somebody said, Maury's doing it right. right. Everyone do what Maury's doing. It was the most glorious feeling in the entire life. And did people actually look and be like, oh, yeah, like he's doing it right? No. Oh, they didn't? No. Nobody said oh, anything? Did they give no. you an award? No, I think these you people got... were kind of like pissed that they didn't get the shout out. Oh, is it right? one of those places? Yeah, so like I got the shout out. Oh, uh, who wants to go to an ego-driven gym? Well, it's also the place where he yells out, okay, guys, tarps off. What does that mean? Take your shirts off. No. Yeah. Hold on. No. Wait a minute. It's a convertible gym? <laughs> 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 oh, the room's spinning. Did you ever take your shirt off and then he went, hey, everybody, look, Maury's doing it right? Or no? <laughs> no. Uh, he, didn't, he, didn't get, he didn't get that recognition. He didn't, no? No tarps off for me. No, he didn't praise you on that. Oh, so when he says shirts off, you don't do shirts off. I don't do shirts off. Does, does everybody, everybody else? else does? There are three people that do. Out yeah. of- There's a male model, mm-hmm. the male model's friend, and the instructor. Right. And they take their shirts off? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Really, huh? And they're the ones that are always right at the front staring at themselves in the wind, in the mirror. And then what? The rest of you guys are just standing there in your XL shirts? Staring, staring at, at them. them. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Grace, are you there? Hi, Roz and Mocha. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to hear from both of you. Here's what your text to us read. Uh, Both of you really made my day. I woke up this morning really depressed. Being a single mom with three kids has been tough. I drive to work listening to you guys, and you both really make me laugh even while I am working. My coworkers think I'm crazy because I suddenly laugh out loud. Uh, Keep up. God bless both of you. You guys really bring joy to everyone, especially to us who are going through depression and hiding it from uh, my three kids and my family. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so what's been going on? Why are you so, why are you depressed? Is it just like stress? Um, It's been going on after I had my last son. So I had a postpartum depression. Yeah. And then afterwards, like um, I, my ex had uh, cheated on me many oh, times. Wow. So I had to deal with that alone. 
because in my culture, depression doesn't really exist that much for them. It's like just a sign of weakness. So growing wait, up, wait, what, what, mom, what, uh, what culture is that? It's Filipino, Asian. Oh, okay. Uh, from the Philippines. Yeah. Because my family, like my mom, she raised eight of us alone. So she's been strong all her life, and I never kind of know what depression is about. Although I've been diagnosed with it, and um, they tried to give me a pill for it, but I told them uh, I don't want to take a pill because when I did before, it made me numb, like I'm not human. And it's kind of tough because sometimes it's not good to say that it's better to have cancer than depression because at least cancer, you know what you're dealing with compared to when you have depression. It's kind of hard to say because you seem normal. Like everybody will see me and they'll like, oh, she's fine because I'm a jolly person. I make people laugh. I love to make people laugh because that, that's how I overcome it. But it's kind of hard because people don't understand, like, how is it inside? How how hard is it emotionally that you think you're crazy? It's hard. I don't I don't even know how how to deal with it. Sometimes sometimes it's it's like I said I don't feel like I'm worth it to live. Like I feel like I'm always failing. I'm sorry for being so emotional. Oh my god, guys, don't. Here, here's the thing. Don't ever apologize for being emotional. All right. Uh, second of all, stop thinking or telling yourself that you're crazy because you're not. Being depressed and having, you know, having to, to go through depression, it's not an abnormal thing. And there are people you can talk to. There are places you can go to get help. Don't bother with what anyone else says or what anyone else thinks. Nobody has to know that you're seeking help for your depression. If that's something that you feel like that you need in your life, don't worry about what anyone else says or thinks. Like, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. It's hard when you're the sole provider and, like, I gotta be tough for my kids. You do. I don't want them to see me crumble. I used to work three jobs. They never see me. Even now, I lost my second daughter. Last year, she went, she decided to move back with her, her dad. It broke me down. That's when I kind of got back to my depression because it, it made me feel like I'm not, I'm not a good mother. Some days I feel so motivated. Some days I'm, I'm like, I can do this. Like this week, like it's been so, like I've been under the weather. But like I said, you guys really boost me up. This morning, you guys were like talking about something and I'm like laughing on my own. And Aww. I said, listening to all, to you for how many years? I don't know how many years, but really boost me up. First of all, you're the best. Uh, I will. I'll say this, and, and because you brought up the you brought up the comparison earlier, where if, if you have cancer, you know what you're dealing with. If you have depression, you don't. Um, if you have cancer, what people do is they know that as soon as that that diagnosis happens, you have to explore every single option available to you to get better. When people have depression, they often don't. And you owe it to yourself to explore every single option available. Mm-hmm. You, you just do. Because why not? What do you got to lose? Do everything. And I, and I, will, I will say this. You're keeping so much inside 
because you don't want to seem weak in front of your kids and to pretend most days that nothing's happening is the only sort of little bit of strength or peace that you get. But I will say this, you need to get it out. Do you write at all? Uh, not really. You should. You should write you should write out how you're feeling every day. Like I used to do that when I was um like a friend of mine brought me to church. Yeah. I stopped because I've been like so busy then after work like I'm kind of so tired and drained out like Then then make it I- then put it put it in your day as a non-negotiable then. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So whatever else happens in your day, you're going to take 15 uh-huh. minutes. You're going to take 15 minutes. You're going to sit in your own head with a pen and a pad and you're going to write it out. Thank you very much for us. You are really like helpful and like most of you. Okay, right, Grace. <laughs> Thank you very much, Grace. You know we love you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, we lo- I love you oh. too from the bottom of my heart. Oh, Grace, between Ron and Mocha, who's your favorite? I <laughs> uh, you guys are going to ask that. It's hard to choose, but I don't know how to say it, but I really love the both of you. Both of you are equal in my heart. Uh, what if I told you most of my friends are Filipino? Oh, snap. <laughs> I'm going to say this, Mocha, not to say that because you're you have Filipinos. I really love Roz. Like, I've learned over the past <laughs> few listening to him. I picked up, like, a few things that helped me up. Like, okay. like, like <laughs> especially right now. I'm sorry, uh, Mocha. Okay. All you have to do is say Roz. You don't have to go, go uh-huh. into a big explanation. <laughs> I tried to make it easy because it's okay. hard. That's okay, like Grace. <laughs> All right, Grace. You smile today, okay? okay? And you smile big. Thank you very much. You guys right, are the best. I love all of you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. It's a whole new thing now that you see the last little while with pop stars really going out of their way to try and game or manipulate the Billboard charts to get a number one album. And and Bieber's getting crushed for it, rightfully so, because it seems almost like you shouldn't be that, I don't want to use the word pathetic. Desperate? Desperate. So he releases Yummy, mm-hmm. and he wants it to go number one, and he's like playing all the games where YouTube streams count now. So he released like seven different videos for the song. So fans will go and watch all seven different versions of the video and each one counts individually. That's like when a song starts doing well, you always wind up hearing a remix for it in some way, shape or form because the remix also counts towards the original's numbers. Like there's all these tricks that you can do. Now, does it still count? If the song is listened to for, like, is there a minimum listen? That I don't. Because if there's seven videos, right? There is. And if somebody goes and watches, let's say 45 seconds, and they're like, nah, that I I don't know. There's a formula for everything. Yeah, I'm Um, sure it counts. But the newest thing that Bieber started to do was begging his fans to go and stream his music and even telling his fans to change their IP addresses so it would look like they were in different countries. Oh. Like, use a VPN to stream oh. my songs. Can't do like, that, so bro. here's a bit of Beaver begging, Beaver begging his fans from go last week. Go stream, yummy. Like, please. The possibility I can go number one on Billboard, but I need your help. You gotta go right now to iTunes and actually purchase the song. What are we gonna do? 
we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get that number one spot. I need your help, though. I need your help, okay? Okay. I need you to go on iTunes. Yeah. I need you to purchase Yummy. Go download Yummy on iTunes. I'm, I'm trying to get the number one spot. I don't know where he's been. Didn't even know what the song Yummy was, babe. It's like he's been under a damn rock. Streaming it. Keep buying it. Keep telling your friends about it. Keep telling your friends that we need their help, too. Um, tell your mom and your dad. Just freaking call radio stations. Request it. Numero uno. The number one spot. Oh, damn, bro. Right? Like, chill so, with that. Yeah. Damn, but damn, Morgan, by the way, said that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, streaming play counts if you watch like 30 seconds. Okay. 30 seconds um, is the marker. So, when this all went down, you were like, God, Bieber's so desperate. But then Selena Gomez last week. No, she did the same thing? So, Selena Gomez last week releases Rare mm-hmm. and says this to fans. found out that my album is neck to neck with another incredible artist. I told people before that, you know, it's not about numbers for me, but I would love for the most important album I've ever released to become number one. So if you don't mind streaming it or uh, listening to it, on all the platforms, it would mean the absolute world to me. This is, again, something I I dreamed about for so long. Isn't that crazy? Not like you the, too, the, Selena. Yeah, the begging the fans. Now, the other artist that she's talking about and the other artist, same artist, uh, that has blocked Bieber from reaching number one is a guy named Roddy Rich, And... Um, his track, The Box, is sitting there and is the reason Bieber has to be so thirsty on social media. Never heard this song before. <laughs> Have you heard this? Yeah. Yeah? I didn't think it was going to be number one. I'll be no. honest. It's crazy. Yeah, so this is the that other great artist that Selena Gomez was talking about that's blocking everybody from getting number one. Wow. And so they got to now beg underage fans to use VPNs oh. and change their IP addresses. Ask your mom and dad. Ask your mom and dad. Download the it's song. So, it's just not right. It's really dirty, huh? Yeah. It just seems really dirty to me to, to beg. She's desperate. To beg young fans to just like, it's really easy for you to say, man, like go buy my album and stuff like that multiple times. Yeah. Delete it off your iTunes and then go repurchase it. Oof. It's crazy. Yeah, that's dirty. But is that any different than, I guess, movie stars, like, you know, somehow getting people to go see their movie, you know? No, I think that the difference is that, you know, when when movies start, when you're out, like, promoting a film, you promote the work. And whether it does well or not, you hope it does well, but nobody, I've never seen a movie star tell people earnestly, like in, in reality. I mean, you hear people joke all the time, you know, saying, you know, go once, go twice, go three times. Yeah. But I don't know if I've ever seen an artist who legitimately takes themselves seriously saying, you know, 
go to you know go to the movie once and then make sure you drive across town and go to a different theater in a different town because they may calculate I don't want one theater that you know has a, has a low score rating I'm like people don't talk like that yeah like they just don't yeah that's people don't ask young fans to do this that ain't right Selena right Bieber. it's not it's doing that super now weird this is the Roz and Mocha show podcast. Doolittle, starring Robert Downey Jr., is in theaters today. Um, he can talk to animals. Antonio Banderas is in the movie. Emma Thompson, Rami Malek, John Cena is in the movie. Um, so in the, the sort of spirit of Dr. Doolittle, yeah. Meg Vakel is here. And you are what? Explain this to people. I am an intuitive animal communicator. So Which means what? Good question. Um, I connect with animals. I communicate with animals. So you're just like Dr. Doolittle. Do you talk to them like face-to-face or do you talk to them like telepathically? Not face-to-face. In fact, I, I like a blank slate. Okay. I don't like to have the animal in front of me. So oh, wow. Okay. You know, um, Sammy the dog is wagging his tail. Is my dog happy today? I'm inclined to say, yep, and move on. Yeah. So what's better for me is if I work with the energy of the animal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And how do you do that? Explain how you work with the energy of the animal. So uh, clairvoyance. You can see images. Sometimes you get like a mini movie kind of rolling in your head. I also can feel an animal. So if an animal's anxious or worried or feeling something, yeah. um, sometimes my palms will get clammy. Sometimes my heart will race. So I will manifest in my body. Yeah how they're feeling. So it's obviously things that I can equate to how I felt before. So they work with their vessel. Like they're working with me. I'm their channel. I'm their medium. I'm their messenger. So whatever works. So Roz has three cats at home. Mm -hmm. I have one dog. And we sent through some questions to you and some pictures of our animals. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go first, Mocha? Sure. So my question to our seven-year-old dog, Golden Retriever Tig, is do you like Jenna, my wife, do you like Jenna more than you like me? (laughs) <laughs> and you have two pictures of Tig in front of you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, one where awesome. he's smiling and one where he's yeah. not. Yeah, okay. So what's really good, and it, I appreciate you dialoguing that question for me because I connect to your energy as well as the animals. So they are very much sensing, hearing, feeling everything that's going on in and around your life at any given point, right? So they are very much a mirror. Sometimes it's a direct reflection. Sometimes it's not very much. So there's a sense of um, roles with both of you. There's a lot of nurturing and love that's coming from Jenna. There's a lot of like smushy in the face, like yeah. a lot of like doting over him and like pouring her love into him. Oh and God, I feel like totally her. that is a sense of her mothering him. Okay. Yeah. For you, it's like, he wants you to know that he has your back. Like he's got you. And there's days and times when you just are like, I'm going to fall through the floor. Like I can't hold myself up. I need to, like, I'm trying to be the support for everyone else, but I need someone to get, have my back and he's got your back. Okay, okay, good. You need to know that because you're feeling, you're feeling like life is a bit of a roller coaster sometimes. You have the high highs and the low lows, but he's got your back. So the love, okay. Tiebreaker, I can't say. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, okay. I'm not going to say. Fair enough. It's unconditional. Okay. Meg Vickell is here. She is a animal communicator. Roz, your question uh, about your cats. I have uh, three cats. We, we had another cat who passed away recently. Uh, and so we got another baby cat. So in the house, we have Moo Moo, Fig, and Pickles. And I give you one picture of Moo Moo, the little one on the chair, and then a picture of Moo Moo hugging slash attacking Fig. So my <laughs> questions, number one question, and it's the, the question that is, is like, so often asked in my house when you have three cats, which is who pees on the bed when the bed gets peed on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a lot going on with you uh, at night. That's when they think they can get to you, okay? Because during the day, you're like doing your thing, you're in another world, you're in this world. Yeah. Um, so there's this 
can we just jump to the question about the beard? Because as soon as I saw the beard, I saw you as a, um, your shaman is right. Yeah, they work with between worlds, so yeah. to speak. Because um, I asked the little one, the dumb one, if he was ever going to stop biting my beard when I sleep. Because I find it, <laughs> I find it really annoying. <laughs> so yeah, so he's actually trying to pull knowledge out of you. So. Beards are wisdom, and there's pull the, knowledge the, out of yeah, me. Yeah, because you're not listening to him during the day. It's the only time he can get at you. Oh, so he's like, okay, like, Dad, wake up! I gotta on. ask you something. But the other thing is like, uh, uh, is it Mew Mew? How do I say Moo Moo? Moo Moo, like sorry. the dress. So uh, Moo Moo is actually kind of uh, the silent wise one of the, your pack of cats. Okay, he it doesn't uh -huh. seem like it. Okay, he's actually quite misunderstood. He's pulling a lot of the strings behind the scenes, and but. Um, is it Fig? Mm -hmm. Fig is the leader and looking at him like, what are you like? What are right. you doing? Like, you're not doing it the right way. So he's really, he's awkward and he's weird and he's really quirky in his own right and Fig's just looking around like, Fig is the leader but but Mumu is the one that actually is doing all the hard work for you. M misunderstood makes sense because when we first got Mumu, we thought he was a girl until they found his wiener. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he, he came he came into our life as a misunderstanding. Yeah. Hey, Meg, this has been so much fun. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Raza Mogi Show. Uh, if people want to connect with you, how do they do that? They can go to moderndaydoolittle.com, uh, one O in Doolittle. There you go. And uh, Doolittle, the movie starring Robert Downey Jr. is in theaters today. And mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is My question is Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mochi got you. Selena. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, Selena, yeah, you wrote us this Roz and Mocha, please fix my life. Uh, my yes, parents please. are super Catholic and traditional. I've been hiding mm -hmm. my relationship with a girl as I don't want to disappoint them. I've been in this relationship for almost three years, and my mom is asking me when I'll get married slash have babies. Now, here's the twist. I've been recently thinking about wanting to have a child, so I think I have to leave the relationship as adoption is not an option in my parents' eyes. How do I tell my partner I have to relieve the relationship? I should have left yep. in the beginning since I was already feeling like I should, but chickened out because I didn't want to hurt her. I think that, as far as how old are you? 33. 33, okay. Wait, mm -hmm. so you've been in a relationship for three years that you don't want to be in? Well, I lived it day by day because being with her is amazing. But you know, at the end of the day, when I'm at work or when I'm with my family, it hits me really hard. So for the longest time, like I lived with her, but in the eyes of my family, she's just a roommate. So, I mean, I had fun. I have, I'm have. i having fun. I love my life. I'm happy when I'm physically with her. So that's why, you know, I was able to last three years. But, like, you know, my body's, my body's like, running out. So, you know, I, I really do want to have kids someday. And this is my problem now because I still love her. But I want to make myself happy, you know, and, like, have you know? but have you guys talked about having kids together? It's not an option. Like, no, she doesn't want to have kids because mm. um, it's just not part of her lifestyle. But like, I, I was brought up in a very like traditional family, right? There's a there's a yeah. lot going on here. You've mentioned that uh, you're a woman in a relationship with a woman. You've mentioned that your parents are Catholic and traditional. You've mentioned that uh, adoption is not an option. You've mentioned that you should have got out of this relationship at the beginning, but chickened out. But what I think it really comes down to all that stuff. Like you're muddying all of this up with all this stuff. When really, I think you're just asking us. How to dump your girlfriend? Not dump, just how to respond.
respectfully leave the relationship. But I, but I think that it comes down to like none of that other stuff matters. What you're in right now is you're in a relationship with somebody and um, you want to have kids and they don't. Yeah. That's what all this is. This isn't about adoption and your family and, and Catholic and all that other stuff. It's about you being in a relationship with somebody who does not want to have children and you do. I suppose, yeah. No, that does make sense. So what do you do with that then? I guess we ought to have a conversation about our future, you know, everything set aside and just talk about, you know, if she really does want kids. Yeah. And if she does, then it's on my part to, you know suck it up and either tell my parents that, hey, I love this girl, or if she really doesn't want to have kids, then that's, that's the break. But how many times, Selena, how many times have you had that conversation or a conversation about your relationship, your future with your girlfriend? Not too many times, because every mm-hmm. time I try to bring it up, it's always a big fuss. It's a big fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just walk away. You love this woman? I think I do, but... Ah, it doesn't sound like I, you do. I don't think you do. I know, right? Yeah. I don't because, think you do. You know. I yeah. think you like the companionship, and I think you guys get along mm-hmm. real well. I think that you like her because you like fooling around with her, and you're comfortable that everybody else in your life thinks she's your roommate. But I don't think that you want to make this real. I suppose, yeah. Because, like, I, am I truly happy if I can't make myself happy, right? I don't think, right? I don't think, I don't think you want to make this real. I think it's fun. I think it's, I think it's when something is secret, it's always, there's always a little bit more fun to it. And I don't think the, I don't think you want this relationship if it's no longer a secret. That's true. I think you need to sit down and have a conversation with this girl, with your girlfriend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because if this is on your mind and it's been on your mind for a really long time, and if it's something that's super important to you, then you guys have to have a face-to-face conversation, lay it all out on the table. And if she's not, in line with your future future plans, if that's really, really, really what you want, then you're going to have to walk away from this relationship. Yeah. I don't think she wants yeah. a relationship at all, to be honest with you. Really? If you, don't want, if you don't want this relationship to evolve one step past than where it already exists, you don't want mm-hmm. this relationship. Yeah. And when you break up with her, make sure that you are blunt but compassionate. But compassionate. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Don't don't do don't Don't just walk right up to her and be like, You don't want babies, I'm out. Don't leave any doors open. (laughs) Okay. okay? Don't do the hey, I just need to go find myself. I don't really know where I am right now. You know, maybe Mm. I just need some time. Don't do any of that stuff. That stuff is so cruel and it's chickens break up like that. And you sound like you know exactly what what you want. Yeah, maybe I just need a little bit of a push, you know. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that you don't um, you don't mess around with feelings and somebody's heart and lives when yeah. when you don't want to be there. No, exactly. Like that's why I just postponed the breakup yeah. for so many years. And yeah. like, should I wait another two? When you close your eyes and think about your future, this woman's not in it. No, no, she's not. Yeah. No. I, I, I made up your mind, yeah. Selena. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. All right, All right love. Take care. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Uh, I went to the eye doctor yesterday. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> How was it? Good? It was long. I mean, you're here. It was a long appointment, man. Yeah. It was like 9.15 to 10.30. What'd they do? All sorts of tests. I got to put my face in a thing, and then they shoot all sorts of eye drops lights in your eyes. And yeah. All this other stuff. So what you're- are you looking for? Well, because I had all that damage from shingles, right? Last year. La- uh, two years ago. 
Was that two years now? Yeah. So I had all this damage from shingles when I got shingles in my eye. If you're just if you're new to the show, I went about I don't even know four months where I had eye shingles. And you had which a which was the badass looking eye patch and everything. Yeah, an eye patch. I had to wear sunglasses. Like it was a whole deal. But it did some damage to my eye. And then I knew my vision was like sort of bad. And sorry, I, in both eyes or just, just one? Like one, one more yeah, than the other. One is way worse than the other. Yeah. And I knew that I was like severely colorblind and like all this stuff. So I go and do all the tests, and I do the colorblind test. Yeah, you know what the you know the colorblind test. No, I've they, never had to do one. You know where they like they show you the things where it's just like the circle, and they're like, "What number do you see?" It's like one oh, of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And all the circles have like a number in it, and uh-huh. I look at the pictures, and I'm like, "That's a circle of dots." They flip the page, and I'm like, "Circle of dots, circle of dots, circle of dots, circle of dots." I can't see anything. In those. Oh no, dude. Yeah. So I know that I know that already. And I know that my vision... Let me come with you. I would have done the test for you. <laughs> you should have cheated for me. Pass. Because that helps in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that gets me everything I need. I'll sit in the corner whispering, sex. <laughs> I'm still going to have ridiculous arguments with Catherine. That <laughs> It's not green, hun. She's like... <laughs> This happens, is clearly green. This happens so often. You're like, no, the fertilizer I bought turned our grass blue. So the the long and short of it is, I yes, I need glasses, uh-huh. right? But I need two pair of glasses. Two? Out of the gate, I'm a double glasses guy now. Why do you need two? Because my one eye is so bad that in order for me to get sort of glasses where I can see perfectly everything... yeah. And then my other eye I need for reading. So in order to compensate and do lenses for both, if I'm wearing them, everything ghosts when I look around. Wait, so, so can you get, maybe this is a dumb question, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but can you get one set like one set of glasses yes. and just different lenses on each side? They guess, are different lenses on each side. It's they a different are already. Pres- it's a different prescription. Yeah. Oh, you have to get two of them? But I have to get one pair just for reading. So I need one pair of glasses, oh. like a nerd, right? I need one, no offense, no. Maury. Um, I, need, I need one pair of glasses to just like, that I'm supposed to wear around in real life, like I'm going to do that. Right. Uh, yeah. To no, wear around in that. real life, please. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and then one pair just for reading. Just for reading. Yeah. Are you going to wear them around your neck with string? I'm going to have to get one. I'm going to have to be the person that has one on their head, right? And then one around your neck on the string, where I'm constantly flipping back and forth between my glasses. So, like, like a, if you want like to just sexy scroll, librarian. scroll Twitter real quick, right? Yeah. Then you got to put your glasses on? I have to put my other glasses on. Your reading glasses. Yes. So you have to put your reading glasses yes. on. Yes. And but then neither I, oh, correct color. So annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so oh, annoying. No. I know. Dude. It's so annoying. Right? But think about the different styles of glasses oh, you can buy. I'm not excited about that. Like, have you thought that? about that? Like, now that you're in the game for two sets, like, are you going to... You're in my world now. <sighs> like, are you now thinking, okay, I want something... Not discreet, because people are going to know that you're wearing glasses. They're on your face, right? <laughs> True, but, like, yeah. something a little bit more discreet looking, or are you going to go for fashionable? I was... <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm going to get these Calvin Kleins. Like, I'm at, like, super fashionable. Like, I'm gonna, I may get a custom-made pull-down visor that goes off the brim of a baseball hat. 
like a windshield oh, that I, I can, you know what oh I mean? God, can you please do that? Something like that. Please do that. Yeah, just like super, or I may go super old school and like go and find a pair of my uh, my dad's old glasses that I'm sure my mom has somewhere. Oh, dude, the, that'd be in so the, nice. In the house you know what, get though? those prescriptions done. No, don't because do that. Because he had the flip-ups. He had the sunglasses that clipped on in the middle. Oh my God, my dad would, Bird has yes, those. Yes, that you would flip <laughs> well, up. Actually, no, now he's got the transitions. Oh, Somebody really? Somebody steps outside yeah. <laughs> automatically. <laughs> Guys who wear transitions, right? Yeah. For like for 15 minutes every morning, Morning when you walk into work, yeah. okay, you look like a hitman. It's the funniest because we'll guys who wear transitions are always super nerds, like your dad and what my dad was, yeah. right? And only if you look that nerdy and wear sunglasses inside, you are hired yeah. to kill people. Like when he comes in from outside, it takes forever for them to transition back. Yeah. It's like cool ass technology, yeah. but goddamn, so long. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see that uh, Pamela Anderson got married again? She did? Yeah. To who? Uh, a movie producer named John Peters. Oh. It's it's each of their fifth marriages. Pamela Anderson been married five times now? Yeah, she married the same guy twice. Who? I don't know. Solomon, Rick Solomon, I think his name was. Really? She married, she married Kid Rock. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, she was married to Tommy Lee. I think she may have married him twice too. I don't know. She married, she's been married wow. five times. He's been married five times. So Pam's 52. He's 74. Do they have like a big... Hold on, what? Say what? Pam's 52. Yeah. He's 74. Okay. Okay. 70, 74. Yeah. He met her originally. They dated briefly like 30 years ago. So he met her when she was 19. And he was like in his 40s. Yeah. Oh my God. At the Playboy Mansion. Oh my God. Where he encouraged her to not do Playboy. Told her to concentrate on more serious projects. Like they and then watch she and- went on to do Playboy like, I don't even know, 20 uh. times or something like that. But listen to this quote. This is the greatest, like, uh, you know me, I love arrogance, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, I find arrogance very entertaining. That's why yeah. I like Damon Mori. <laughs> right I, I i love it i love just like unapologetic displays of arrogance okay i'm entertained by it i don't necessarily encourage it but i'm entertained by it so this is what pam anderson's 74 year old new husband she just married the man mm. this is what he told to the hollywood reporter okay Okay, hold on, pause for one second. I gotta take a breath. He says this, Pamela has never seen her full potential as an artist. (laughs) She has yet to shine in a real way. There is so much more to her than meets the eye or I wouldn't love her so much. There are beautiful girls everywhere. I could have my pick. But for 35 years, I've only wanted Pamela. She makes me wild. Not so sweet. Okay. Okay. Your brand new 74 year old husband leads with there are beautiful girls everywhere. I can have my pick. Calm down there, Grandpa. (laughs) Right? Chill. Ain't nobody pining for you. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I'd be like, okay. If that's true. Yeah. Provide a list right now. Right. And I'm going to contact all these people and be like, even. Still, yeah. Even still, you're three days married, and you're still doing the. Yeah, I married Pamela, but don't think I'm settling here. Okay, 
There's a lot of beautiful girls. I could have my pick. I chose Pamela Anderson. Like, that is such an incredible... What are you saying, Maury? Did you say that to Catherine? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's today? Today the 23rd? Yeah. Nice. Okay. What are you so, so happy about? What's that? What are you so happy about? Okay, hold on now. Two two major events happened. Okay. On this day years ago. Okay. Two major events happened. January 23rd. Okay. Okay, January 23rd. One of the events that happened was that Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik at Madison Square Garden for his first WWF title. Yes! What year was that? That was 1980. Uh, oh, I was going to say 83. That was 1982. Maury? 1983. 1984. Ooh. The greatest year of all time, 1984. And Hulkamania. I was going to do my Hulk impression. 36 years ago. Runs wild. Hulk Hogan. Hulkamania started running wild 36 years ago. Eat your shreddies, ago. brother. Okay, now, uh, in what year... Did you ever have a Frisbee when you were growing up? No. Did you ever play Ultimate Frisbee? No. Good, don't. You look like a weirdo. Oh, um, right. Okay. <laughs> so the Frisbee was, by the way, they've sold over 100 million Frisbees. Ooh, damn. Um, and that was only by, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So how old is the Frisbee? Because the Frisbee could be one of those things where it's like 200 years old or the Frisbee could shock you and no. it may only be like... Frisbee's not that old. Okay, so when was the Frisbee invented? I'm going to say 1962. Maury. Yeah, because you don't see people playing Frisbees in black and white photos. I'm going to agree with Mocha on this and say 1970. How often are you looking through black and white photos? Also, Whenever I visit my grandma. When you say that you're going to agree with me, that means you also think the same year yeah. that I just said, 1962. So, you don't say 1970-something. Okay. So, <laughs> so you mo- don't agree with me then. <laughs> so, mo- Frank, Frank, man. Mocha, you- <laughs> I think I I'm just going to take a sick day. Okay, we're tired. Okay. <laughs> Mocha, you said what? 1962. Okay, Maury, you say what? 1970. Okay, 1957. Oh, close. I guess people just didn't pose in pictures with it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They had sold, uh, so it was invented in 57. By 77, they had sold 100 million Frisbees. Wow, that's crazy. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Let me read you this real quick. And I don't know where it's from. But it got a lot of action, and the person who posted it on Twitter seems to have a lot of followers and everything else. So I don't think it's complete crap. Okay. But the names are all blanked out, and it's a message that somebody received from the vice president of human resource management and the vice president finance and administration in the company that they work for. Okay. Okay, so let me read you this. The subject line was personal matter. Uh, As you may know, some companies still use credit checks as part of their hiring process. This is to ensure that the employee can be trusted to make sound financial decisions and have the maturity to manage his or her own financial affairs. Okay? Okay. Okay. And to show signs of financial uh, distress that might indicate risk or theft or fraud. While we do not conduct these checks at this time, the gist of the checks is valid to us. We have noticed for some time the condition of your vehicle and wanted to discuss the matter with you. We will follow up with this email with a personal meeting, but wanted to document the discussion beforehand. Since, of course, your annual salary is known to us and a newer and more appropriate looking vehicle should be within your 
financial reach. Oh. It is our concern that perhaps you are having a difficult time financially. Frankly, the concern is that you cannot afford a newer vehicle. Then oh, either you may be susceptible to fraud or that you are not responsible for the position you maintain. To be even more frank, it just looks bad. Please let us know if there is a reason that you have not upgraded your vehicle before what? now. If it is a financial matter, then we will need to know the details of the problems you are having. Perhaps it is a simple that you didn't know that it was a concern, the concern that you are raising. Otherwise, please address the situation as quickly as possible as we will be happy to refer you to dealerships who we have worked with in the past. Hold on a second. HR is sending an employee a letter like this because of the vehicle that this person yeah, is driving? Yeah, because I got that an ugly car. That is the most ridiculous it, thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Because I got an ugly car. What if this person is just like just terrible with money, with managing their finances? But, or, but that's a whole other part, though, because they or, say... Or if yeah. they're content yeah. with having the vehicle that they have because it gets yeah. them from point A to point B... Totally yes. fine. This is there's a lot going on in this if it is real, but it's worth discussing anyway. Because one, it's the car. They're like, hey, your car is ugly, and your ugly car reflects poorly on this company. They're also saying that you, we know how much money you make, therefore you should be able to buy a new car. They're also saying that if you're bad with money, maybe we should fire you. Like if you're p- bad personally in your personal life with money maybe you're not good for this company because if you're that bad with your own money how are you with ours rude right this is the Roz and mocha show podcast yo big up toronto raptors uh fifth straight win wow. we beat the 76ers 107.95 last night we're in new york tomorrow to face the knicks and uh president masai ujiri was asked whether or not the Raptors can win another NBA title this year. Yeah, hey, we're going to die trying. That's for sure. You know, like I know these guys and they're going to die trying. You know, you see them, you see the attitude. We can be down. If anybody told you, I know nobody, not one person here in, in this place would tell me that they thought we would be competing now to be second in the East yeah, in the next couple of games if it works out for us or where we are. There's not one person that thought that with a championship player like Hawaii, like leaving. These guys have stepped up and I, I, we appreciate what they've done. I wholeheartedly agree with Masai uh-huh. that once Kawhi bounced, like everybody on the team stepped up and was like, not necessarily I'm going to fill that spot, but I'm going to really, now that he's gone and all the attention is away from him, mm-hmm. I'm going to step up and like prove what kind of a player I am. And it was almost like every single player had that mentality. And they're all playing at that level. Yeah. Despite not getting the, the team as a whole, not getting the respect. We've always been disrespected by the NBA. But always. God, how good would they be if Kawhi was still here this year, though? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Bro. All right. You know what? Forget it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yes, 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 Toronto Raptor fans, stand up. Big, 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 big day, big night last night when this announcement was made. How about a first-timer? Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors, his first all-star selection in his fourth season. Averaging 24 points a game, that's number 15 in the league, eight rebounds, four assists. Ten 30-point games in the previous three years, 
He had a total of five of those. Oh, I'm so happy Pascal Siakam has been named as a yeah. starter for this year's NBA All-Star Game happening February 16th in Chicago. Yep. Last year, I thought that this man should have been on the team. He has worked his ass off. And if you know the Pascal story, uh, you know why this means so much to Raptor fans, why this means so much to Pascal Siakam. Uh, And I'm going to play you what he said to reporters yesterday. And I know, oh man, it's kind of, it's so... I'm happy to hear it, but I'm also sad to hear it, knowing his relationship with his dad, who passed away in a car accident, and who, like, helped push along his career in basketball. It's unbelievable, man. Just, um, I think it's just got to think back of the journey. You got to think back of um, my dad, you know, just kind of kind of taking a chance and being like, man, I watched these guys on TV, they play, you know, they follow this orange ball and it's super fun. People, you know, are excited and watch them play and it's so exciting and, and him wanting, you know, and hoping and dreaming that um, one of his sons is going to do that um, and, and, and working so hard to send all his sons to the, to, to the U.S., you know, get an education, play college ball and hoping to, to get to the NBA and, 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 and there I am, you know, being, being able to be at this stage and and, and, you know, winning winning a championship, being an, an all-star, not only an all-star, but, but starting an all-star game, like, like for a lot of people, like, that, that wasn't really possible, and, and that's something that he dreamed of, and and I can just, you know, kind of wish that, that he was here, and, and, and you know, I kind of hate, like, every time there's a big moment, you know, like, I, it's just because, like, I, it feels like there's something missing, but... Um, I know, I know he's here. I know he's watching me. I can feel his presence. But I think, I think it would be, you know, kind of nice to, to be able to look at him in the face and, and and just tell him that like you did it and 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 we did it and, and whatever you you put your, your mind into and whatever you worked so hard for is here and and and, and we're doing it at a, at the highest level. Wow, good for him. Isn't that so nice? Yeah, I'm like so genuinely happy, so genuinely excited for. Pascal Siakam, and I cannot wait to see him on that court, Feb 16th uh, in Chicago. Oh, so good. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I couldn't watch the entire IGTV post that The Rock put out yesterday. No. Because it was quite sad. It was almost eight minutes. Yeah. And he's talking about his pops who passed away. And the funeral is happening today. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because yeah. yes. you know me, I got mad love for The Rock. No, I know. There was two videos yesterday. There was the there was the Rock one, which we'll get to. And it's it's crushing. Because, yeah, you, you, know, you don't want to see The Rock like that. We all have a vision of what The Rock is, and he's just absolute positivity all the time. And you don't want to see anybody who is like that go through something like that. And then there was also a shot of Celine Dion, who was on stage at a concert talking to her fans. And she was with her mom's side, I believe, when her mom died and then Ooh. flew back and did the show that night. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then explained it all to her fans and, you know, and everything else. Like, just this... The sharing when it's when, you know, when it's done right, you know, and, and I think that there's very few people 
in that world who could share like this with their fans and and Celine Dion and The Rock are really like the top two that I can think of that have that connection yeah. with their with their fans and the the Rock video is as you said it's heartbreaking uh, as you know I lost my old man a few days ago um I lost him just like that. Didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him. I would, I would give anything right now to give him a big old hug and a big old kiss uh, before he crossed over and just say thank you and I love you and I respect you. But I didn't get a chance to say that. Um, and uh, But, you know, such is life, as many of you know. And, like, nobody knew what happened. It was a heart attack. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea. And then The Rock went on to explain that. A lot of you guys wanted to know what happened to my dad. So uh, he had not been feeling well and uh, been battling a cold and infection. And um, he, uh, on Tuesday, he had what's called a deep vein thrombosis, which is essentially a blood clot in the leg. And um, it was a, a big old blood clot that broke free, traveled up his body, and went right to his lung and uh, clotted his lung. And um, he, uh, he died very quickly from a massive heart attack. Just like that. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's tough, man. I'll play this last one. Yeah. I think it was around here. Wait, no, I don't know if I made it this far in the video, to be honest with you. We are laying my dad to rest this Tuesday and uh, saying goodbye to the soul man. And um, today I am uh, up for air. I'm going to go in this gym and I'm going to crush my leg workout <laughs> in honor of him. And it's appropriate because he taught me how to work out. He was, you know, I was, he taught me, uh, you know, training and he was, he was kicking my ass on the wrestling mats when I was five years old and then in the weights on the weights when I was 10. So it's appropriate I'm doing legs because he hated doing legs. Spending some time with my family today and then I'm going to break out my pen and uh, and uh, and my pad and then I'm going to write the eulogy. I've written a lot of speeches for myself over the years, but I, I, I have no idea where to start with this one. Um, but I do have my tequila and I could hear him now. Good, that's the way you got to do it. Hey. <laughs> I could also hear him now. Make sure you put me over in the speech. Hey. Say good <laughs> stuff about me. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Connor, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. How's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good. All right. How old are you? Uh, 26. Cool. Uh, Connor, you wrote us this. So, I'm from Mississauga, but I currently live in Fort Wayne, Indiana for a uh, for work. Uh, you said that you've been there for two and a half years and your visa is up in May. Now, I cannot decide if I want to stay or come back. I'm back to Mississauga. Uh, my friends and family are all back home, but I've made amazing friends here. The job pays well. The cost of living is great, but I can't decide if I want to stay here forever. I don't think I do. Every wow. time I come back to visit, I feel like I'm in a rut for a week or so after I'm back in Fort Wayne. I guess I'm just curious what either of you would do in this situation. What kind of work do you do? Uh, I design sprinkler systems for like fire protection. Oh, nice. nice. And you make decent money? Yeah, I went to school for it. So. Yeah, I make uh, fire protection makes good money in general. And then the company I work for is uh, is pretty profitable down here. So it's, it's a good job. So here, why so. did you make the decision to go there in the first place? Was it to, to start something it, fresh, to start something new? Kind of. I uh, If you had asked me like a few months before I accepted this job, before I graduated college, if I, where I saw myself, I, I didn't really know, but it definitely, I don't think I would have guessed the state. Um, and while taking interviews and doing all those things, this company came up to our school 
did a couple of interviews and they offered me the job and I figured mm. I was young, I was unattached at the time. Yeah. Nobody in my family was really sick. I figured I was going to try something new in a new country and now would have been the time. That is the time. So I definitely don't regret doing it. Uh, I'm super glad I did. I just now don't know really what the next step should be and I don't want to feel like I'm running away if I you know, don't stay. So this job that you do, does it exist here in Canada or specifically yeah. Mississauga yeah. where you're from? Yeah, there's there's a couple of uh, larger fire protection companies in Canada in the GTA that I could work for. Yeah, and your level of expertise that you have right now? Yes. Yeah, so what's preventing you from applying to any of these places at home and making that move? I think I think my, my lifestyle that I've kind of gotten used to down here might change. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cost of living is just it's unbelievably cheap here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the cost of living in the GTA wouldn't be the case. Uh, you know, the possibility of having to move back in with a parent, you know. Gotcha. I mean, it's, yeah. it's something I would do if I had to. It's just, I would. I don't want to feel like I'm moving backwards. You got a girlfriend out there? No. no. Oh, okay. Is somebody pressuring you to move back? Not really. It sounds like you're torn. Yeah. But I don't know why you're torn. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you like, just miss home. You're like have an extreme case of homesickness. I think so. I, I I kind of agree with you, Roz. Like, I I feel torn, but I can't figure out that that one big why. Um, I can think of multiple reasons to stay. I can think of multiple reasons to come back, but I don't know which one is leading the pact. Right. So, it's, it, I mean, this is, this is tough, dude. Like, these are decisions that you're going to have to make probably multiple times in your life. But I will say this. You already made the jump from home down to Indiana. And if you're starting to think that maybe this isn't you forever, you can always make the jump again. You can always go somewhere else. Yeah. You may wind up. You may That's wind true. up somewhere else. You may wind up really loving the idea of doing, you know, a couple of years here, a couple of years here. You know, while you're still young and you're single and you're making decent money, like you may really, you know, love that life. Um, for me, yeah, uh, for me, like true. I'll tell, I'll tell you this. I, you know. I've had the opportunity to move and I've always turned it down. My brother is here and he's probably the person that I'm closest to aside from Catherine. And I have a real proximity thing where I wouldn't be able to, to sort of move away and be that far from him. Right. Uh, and it's just right. one little thing. It's not the only thing that would keep me from moving, but that's like one little thing. And if, once you start adding up all those little things, yeah. um, they just sort of push you in one direction. And if you don't know why you're torn, if it's just simple homesickness or that's normal, like there are people who live and have fantastic lives all over the world. And every now and then they go back and they visit family and they feel like crap when they go back to their other life. I'll tell you, Connor, when I read, when we read your FML, it immediately made me think of the time that I moved from Toronto to Calgary for work. And the exact same thing like you, Connor, I went, I left everybody that I knew at home and I went to this city that I had like no idea about, had no friends, no family, nothing. I was literally out there alone. I came back home for a couple of days uh, over the Christmas holidays. And then when I went back to Calgary after that to go back to work, man, I was depressed for yeah. like a week yeah. because I got to see everyone yeah, it, again. Yeah. And like you get back in your old routine of like kicking it with your friends and like just hanging out with your yep. family and stuff like that, right? And then you go back 
I went back to my apartment just like miserable because I didn't have any of that anymore. Right. No, I, I completely agree. I'll say this. Don't feel guilty. Yeah, absolutely not. Right. Don't let don't okay. let that decide what you're going to do. Don't let don't let guilt sort of guide your way. That's the wrong. That's the wrong way to go about it. That's 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 a good point. Yeah, I uh, I try not to. I mean, I'll never. No matter what I'm doing, ten years from now, I'll never look back and regret trying it down here, yeah. whether I'm still here or not. Yeah. Um. I definitely. I'm definitely not a big what if person. I don't. I don't like having to think back. What if I had tried this? At least now I know. Sure. Um. But that's a good point. Yeah. Not to let. Uh, not to like regret make my decision for no, me. Don't do that. All right, thanks. I appreciate that. All right, guy. brother. You no, got it, man. of course, man. Thank you so much for reaching out. All right, take care. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Diddy's at it again. He changed his name. I saw that. I like this one, though. You don't like it? I mean, this guy's changed his name so much. Yeah. What's like, how long is this one going to stick for? That's what she said. <laughs> he is now known as uh, Sean Love. Combs. Yeah. Sean loves you... Combs. <laughs> no, not Sean loves Combs. Oh. <laughs> it's not Sean loves Combs? No. Oh. It's Sean love uh-huh. Combs. Oh. In the late 90s, he was known as Puffy and then Puff Daddy. Mm-hmm. In 2001, he went by P. Diddy. Yeah, yeah. In 2005, he went by Diddy. Mm-hmm. And his reasoning for dropping the P mm-hmm. was because he said he wanted to connect with his fans. Because when he was performing live, half the audience would cheer out P. Diddy, the other half would cheer out just Diddy. And mm-hmm. he was like, it was just getting way too confusing. Well, then maybe don't change your name so much. So, That's the confusing part. Your, fan, your fans aren't confusing. You're confusing. So in 2001, he was P. Diddy. Yeah. 2005, he was Diddy. Uh-huh. And then 2006, he went back to P. Diddy. <laughs> yeah. Old school. And then in 2008... He went by just Sean Combs, his yep. name. And I don't know if that and had I, anything to do with the clothing line that he launched, Sean John, and he was doing all that. Yeah. So he just wanted to go by Sean Combs. Uh-huh. And then in 2011, he changed his name for literally one week to Swag. Right. Yeah, I remember because that. Because that name was like popular yeah. for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And he created like a Twitter account and everything for Swag. Yeah. But that lasted a week, and then he went back to Sean Combs. Right. And, and then he was sick and tired of that. Yeah. And in 2014, yeah. <laughs> he went back to Puff Daddy, <laughs> okay. which he was in the 90s. Right. <laughs> and then in 2017, for yeah. a couple of days, it was less than a week, he went by Love, a.k.a. Brother Love. Right, Brother Love. I remember that. I love you. And then he dropped that. And now, in 2020, Sean Love Combs. Right. Sean Loves Combs. Not Sean Loves Combs. Sean Love Combs. Right. So I don't know how long this name is going to last, but I'm going to add it to the list. Sean Loves Combs. It's not that Come on. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Roz. Yeah? Are you ready to ask me if I'm ready? Yes. All right, cool. Mocha? Yeah? Are you ready? I am. Cool. Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha show and KISS 92.5 news break. Here. Oh, I was reading this. The national average sleep, they say, for Americans is way down from what it was last year. So in 2018, they said that the average American was sleeping uh, 
I think it was like six hours, 47 minutes, something like that. And Whoa. now they say that the average American is getting only five and a half hours sleep That's per night. It? Yeah. I find that hard to believe, though. I really do. I find that hard to believe. They say, yeah, less than six hours a night sleep. Now, maybe they, they mean just like deep sleep, actual sleep, because I think that what happens to a lot of people is, I think that people are just spending more time in their beds and in their bedrooms. I think that people are on their phones and they're on their computers and they're watching television and it's more time in bed, but maybe less time sleeping because you're just so distracted by all the distractions that people have loaded into their bedrooms. Yeah. I started tracking my sleep recently. Yeah. With an app. And and I wear my watch to bed. Yeah. And I'm averaging now anywhere from like six yeah. to about seven hours. Really? Good for yeah. you. About. Good uh, for you. I could track my Sunday sleep when I go to bed at 11 p.m. and wake up at 2 p.m. How many hours is that more? 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, that there is 13 hours. 13 hours. I, I, I have a feeling you don't even think that that's right because you're, well, I know. No, you're not saying, hours? you're not giving the, the answer with confidence. No. 13 hours? Uh, Taylor Swift revealed that her mom has brain has been diagnosed with a brain tumor. Her mom's already going through breast cancer, and oh during God. one of her procedures, um, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor. That's why Taylor says that uh, she's not going to be doing a full-blown, massive world tour in support of her new album because she's mm. going to be there with her, uh, with her mom. The first case of the new unnamed virus from China, the coronavirus, was diagnosed with a guy in Washington State in the USA. Oh, no. Oh, no. On Tuesday, it was revealed that a man from Washington uh, has become the first United States resident to have the new uh, coronavirus that has killed six people in China. The Associated Press reports that the man had just been to the Chinese province where the new and potentially dangerous disease seems to have originated. He returned to the U.S. on Wednesday, uh, soon becoming ill with a cough and fever and was finally diagnosed with the virus on Monday. They say right now the gentleman is very healthy, um, but the man will remain in the hospital until at least tomorrow for uh, an operation and authorities. What do they do? do they like just know. quarantine you? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like, I, I wonder when those viruses, those new strains are discovered, like if somebody has it and there's no cure yeah. and there's like zero information, what do you do with that individual? You just keep them locked up in the hospital? Yes, you do. For how long? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know until I guess until the symptoms go away. Like I, I don't know, still, man. Because I think that you just I, That's I, scary. I don't I don't know if you like, and I don't know anything about this stuff. But I I assume that you, if if it's resistant to any sort of antibiotic, then at this point you're just treating symptoms. So you get the fever down, you get their heart rate, blood pressure, everything else. You stabilize them, uh, and then hopefully the body just sort of takes over. I guess I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I saw Contagion years ago, and that movie was the scariest movie I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, and when something like this happens, literally, I heard the words coronavirus for the first time 24 hours ago yesterday morning when we were talking about it on the news. And then within 24 hours, uh, I'm watching videos of them mass spraying apartments in China and already there's a guy in Washington who is hospitalized with it. That's, oh. tw that's 24 hours of my knowledge. And I know it had been kicking around for a couple of days, the stories, yeah. but when it actually gets to us, normal people to start talking about it and we're already at there's a case in the states like that's nuts man yeah. it's terrifying 
We all remember SARS, right? Maybe some, oh. pe- maybe some people listening to the show aren't old enough to fully remember SARS. SARS is what? SARS was, it was like... No, like how, how long how ago? How long ago for Maury Funny when SARS was. Um, but yeah, we remember that. And, and it like was... Like 03, 04 maybe? And nobody in the world wanted to come to Toronto. I know. But you would go to... What's that? 2003. 2003. Yeah, you would yeah. go to Shoppers Drug Mart or any grocery store and like all the uh, antibacterial... Yeah. Everything, everything was, was sold out. Yeah. Uh, a new Lady Gaga song leaked. Oh, yeah. And how did it leak? Like, who leaked this? Like, is it a leak leak? Or is it no. a they leaked Come it on. and to drum up some press? That's exactly how leaks happen. No, it was like a leak leak. How? How? Like, it just started showing up on places and everybody started taking it down. Like, I just started, it just started showing up everywhere. And and how old's this song? Well, now she teased it that she was listening to it at Halloween, right? Okay. So she posted a picture and she was listening to it on her phone. So it's been at least October. Okay. So mm. here is uh, what's the name of the song? Lo- um, Stupid love. Stupid, Stupid love. love. Yeah, it's all right. Oh come on! Oh now. come on! It's so good. <laughs> oh, <you're> <laughs> She's like she's almost like ripping off herself now. Yeah, but it's good that she's going back to that versus the the soft Joanna stuff. That's all right. Uh, the gays are freaking out all over. Yeah, but Lady Gaga could release anything, and the monsters would go nuts for it. Like it's Lady Gaga. It's okay. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm not like I'm not dissing it. All right, like it just sounds like born this way. Yeah, it's yeah. I I like the beat. I love that version of Gaga. I just don't think that there's a big giant hook. I I like born this way. I need a. I don't think I need a big Gaga chorus. Here's what I think. I was listening to this all night, loving it. I'm not. I don't. I don't not love it. Oh, okay. I just. I just wish there was a big giant Gaga chorus attached to it. I don't think it was leaked in the sense that. Oh my God! Somebody from her camp did something devious and uploaded the song for everyone, yeah, right? Yeah. I think her team, le- quote unquote, leaked it, put it out there to see what fan reaction would be like. I don't think the song is finished mm-hmm. and she'll go back because you're right, there's no big hook. No. I think there are, are portions of the song that are missing that she will now go in and fill in and then release well, now, if she decides to I'll tell you, it. to me, that sounds like a done song. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have issued a warning over uh, paparazzi harassment uh, out west. The couple's lawyers claimed that photos of Meghan Markle yesterday out walking her dogs in a park with the kid and the baby Bjorn 
were taken by a photographer who was spying on them and hiding in the bushes. Like, Sky News reports like a creeper? Yeah, that photographers are permanently camped outside their house, and yet there is no information on what will happen if these warnings are not taken seriously. Uh, laws are different. In England, there's strict privacy laws that protect even the royals from being photographed in public when they're not making official appearances. However, those laws are slightly different in Canada. That's why these UK papers now are having a field day with this because they never would have been able to get these shots yeah. if they were still in London. But they never would have been able to get them, but now now they can. Meghan and Harry, like they have to know. Yes, you've left the royal family and you want to live a quote-unquote normal life, but right. you will never be able to live a normal life. Like You can't go and freely walk around with your dogs and, and your family trying to enjoy the day and don't expect for the paparazzi to be out there there's, snap a picture. There's different right? arguments to be made. One is, is it newsworthy, right? Is it is it newsworthy? Is a woman in a park with her dogs and a kid newsworthy? So you have that argument. And then you have the expectation of privacy, right? So that's where you start getting into trouble. Because if you're at home and somebody's in a tree with a telephoto lens, you have the expectation of privacy at home. Absolutely. They, they can't take those pictures. But do you have the expectation of privacy if you are in the park having a conversation with your mother? Sure. Sure, you can make that argument. Mm -hmm. You can make that argument. So it's a tough argument to make, and especially in Canada. And But I don't think that these warnings were directed at Canadian media. They were directed at the at media, the at, the mm. U, at the UK media. So I don't know which rules apply, and I don't know if it comes down to one individual, if you have to make it personal, saying this person has been harassing me, mm. and then what if they just switch out the photographer with another photographer? Does that change things? Like, there's a lot going on with this. Uh, but uh, Prince Harry did an interview for a book. And the book was called uh, Harry, Conversations with a Prince. And it came out in, the, the interview happened in 2018. And the writer of the book said that Prince Harry wanted to stop Netflix's The Crown before it gets to his life. Here's the writer. Well, Harry, when I went to interview him in the palace, the first thing he said to me when he shook my hand was, are you watching The Crown? Oh, good. And I, I hadn't been at the time. I felt very embarrassed. And I got it. And he said, I'm going to make sure I stop it before they get to me. Damn. Not whether he was joking or not. But how's Megan supposed to play herself on The Crown and win a Golden Globe if Harry Kibosh is the whole thing? That's it. She wanted that normal life. <laughs> Uh, suspended Grammys chief Deborah Duggan alleges sexual misconduct within the Recording Academy. Uh, the Academy's chief executive alleges sexual harassment, voting corruption, voting corruption, and a rape cover-up within the Grammy organization. What? So the chief executive and the president of the Recording Academy, which organizes the Grammy Awards, who was suspended last week after misconduct allegations, has countered with her own 44-page legal complaint five days before the 2020 Grammys. Oh. So let me read you one part of this. One part reads this. Board members, this is when it comes to voting. Okay. Board members, including those who represent or have relationships with nominated artists, artists sit on these secret committees, the voting committees. The purpose of the nomination review committee ostensibly is to narrow the 20 potential nominations which are ranked from 1 to 20 based on how the votes go down to just 5 to 8 
Okay, so they get a list of twenty potentials. But they're like between all those people, many. between all those people who have a seat or a say, they vote it, and then they get those twenty down to say five or eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to the most deserving ar- artists prior to resubmitting the final list to find out who the winner is. She goes on to say, however, the board uses these committees as an opportunity to push forward artists with whom they have relationships. Indeed, it is not unusual for artists who have relationship with board members and who ranked at the bottom of the initial 20 list to end up receiving a nomination. She goes on to say, in an outrageous conflict of interest, the board has selected artists who are under consideration for nominations to sit on the committee that is voting for the category. As a result, as a result, one artist who initially ranked 18th out of 20 for the 2019 Song of the Year category ended up with a nomination. This artist was actually permitted to sit on the Song of the Year nomination committee. Incredibly, this artist is also represented by a member of the board. As a result, uh, and it's not surprising that many high-caliber artists who could have taken home the award in a specific category have, at times, not been nominated at all. For instance, Ed Sheeran and Ariana Grande, who had been voted by the membership, missed out on the nominations in the 2019 Song of the Year category, in part because the aforementioned artist who ranked 18th out of 20 was nominated instead. So these board members have relationships with artists, they have relationships with record companies, and what they do is they push their own artists or people that they have business ties with to the top. So when everybody votes... There's an artist last year that was ranked 18 out of 20. That artist then got to sit in on the board during the nominations process. What category was it again? Song of the Year. And so she's saying now that the reason that Ed Sheeran and Ariana Grande were left off the 2019 Song of the Year category was because an artist who initially ranked 18th out of 20th in initial votings was moved to the top. So what were the 2019 nominations? Song of the Year. Yeah. Donald Glover, This Is America. Kendrick Lamar, All the Stars. Ella May, Boot Up. Drake, God's Plan. Um, In My Blood, Sean Mendez. The Joke, Brandy Carlisle. The Middle, Zed, Marin Morrison, Gray. And then Lady Gaga, Shallow. Mm. So somebody on that list had position 18 out of the 20 potential nominees that should not have been there that should not have been there ended up on the board the, yes. and became one of these correct nominated songs and bumped wow. out Ed Sheeran wow. and Ariana Grande who were actually closer to the top of the list Illuminati. Yes, it is. They're real. The spreading coronavirus forces a lockdown of more Chinese cities. Two more cities will be put on lockdown by the government, uh, expanding an unprecedented experiment to try to contain the fast-spreading virus that has already killed 17 people and infected more than 500. Uh, Today, authorities in... um, I want to say Gang, a city of 7.5 million people. Wow. So that they won't let long distance trains and buses run from the city and it's shutting down public transportation in the lockdown zone. Chinese authorities have suggested that the coronavirus is spreading between people primarily through coughing, kissing, and contact with saliva. It emerged from a seafood and livestock market uh, in Wuhan 
and spread across China and into the U.S., Japan, South Korea, and Thailand. They say that it actually came from snakes. Really? So, because you could buy snakes at this food market and yeah. people eat them, and it came from it originally came from snakes, and now it's spreading from person That's to person. Scary man. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne just after his interview where he said that he had Parkinson's disease, he is set to actually present an award on a Sunday night at the Grammy. So look out for that. Wait, I thought I found that story weird because because you thought that he had Parkinson's forever. Yeah, didn't we all already no. know that he had Parkinson's? No, no. Oh. No, he had he had been on medication and he had, you know, other sort of things going on. I don't know. He's always looked like he had Parkinson's. And I know that that's a terrible thing to say. No, that's why I said, like, I could have swore that we all no. knew that he had no. Parkinson's already. No, no. Oh, the, okay. the announcement just happened uh, mm. earlier this week. Uh, Taylor Swift's uh, full trailer for Miss Americana dropped yesterday. January 31st is when that drops on Netflix. Here's a little bit of that. Throughout my whole career, label executives would just say, a nice girl doesn't force their opinions on people. A nice girl smiles and waves and says thank you. I became the person everyone wanted me to be. I, I think that Taylor Swift, she is annoying. All of her model friends. She's Nobody physically saw me for a year. And that was what I thought they wanted. I had to deconstruct an entire belief system, toss it out, and reject it. American glory faded before me. It woke me up from constantly feeling like I was fighting for people's respect. I saw the scoreboard and ran for my life. It was happiness without anyone else's input. And within the documentary, she's also going to uh, premiere a brand new song called Only the Young. Uh, it's official Captain Marvel sequel is happening. Development has started. Brie Larson is back. Uh, apparently, Disney is hoping to find a female director for the project. Uh, it's been reported that the sequel is going to be set in present day. So I oh, don't wow. know what that means in the timeline. But it's going to be set in present day uh, and be written by Megan McDonnell, who oh, is I thought you were say Megan Markle. writer of the Disney Plus Marvel fast, series huh? <laughs> WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision stars Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, of course, as uh, Wanda Maximoff and uh, AKA Scarlet Witch and The Vision. Uh, so, so if it's present day, where does that fall in the timeline? Like, when did the big fight in? When did they beat Thanos? Was that far in the future? Yeah, that was five years after Infinity War. But was Infinity War in the future, or was Infinity War present day? No, Infinity War was in the future, in like. Uh, Two years, I think, in 2022. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Because that's weird. To say present day, I don't know what that means in the Marvel timeline. Like present day as in after all of that? Sorry. Uh, wait, no, sorry. Endgame. I, th I think, wait a minute. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a bit, of a, it's a bit of a... <laughs> Just give me the damn movie. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, coming soon to Tinder, panic buttons and safety check-ins. Uh, Tinder's partner will send uh, 
will send police if users feel threatened. The company says that many are are uh, comfortable with the privacy trade-off. So basically, they're going to allow or they're going to integrate uh, a third-party platform within their platform that will allow you to hit a panic button that will then be able to call police directly through oh, wow. the app. And there's going to be safety check-ins as well. So I so guess does that, that mean you have to, to have the, the app open the entire time? Um, I, I assume so. Yeah, sure, right? yeah. Uh, to offer the service, uh, Tinder's parent company is taking a stake and a board seat in an app called Noonlight that tracks the location of users and notifies authorities in the event of safety concerns. Uh, Tinder plans to debut the feature free for U.S. users at the end of January, and then uh, later on the year they'll try and roll it out to uh, other countries. So basically, with this, there's a there's a privacy trade off. So in order to be able to use the panic button and check-in, safety check-ins on yeah. Tinder, you will now have to give up your privacy rights as far as being tracked by the app itself. So in order to use the service, you have to allow the app to track your movements so they know exactly where you are. Which, Oof. for Tinder... To tell people to use a feature, they have to allow Tinder... To follow you, basically. To follow you. And log where you are. Like what Google does. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be popular with Tinder users. I don't know if Tinder users want to be tracked and pinpointed to where they are while using Tinder. I don't think anybody wants. <laughs> and now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Yo, is this uh, is it Neha or Neha? It's Neha. Neha, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, what is your question for Ask Roz and Mocha? My question is, what is your weirdest school memory? Ooh, what is your weirdest school, school memory? memory? Well, do you have one? Uh, yeah, it was actually when um, a couple months back when the serial shitter came to our school and no one knew who it was. And it was after school, and he just walked by with his bucket and his hard hat. And the smell was so bad that everyone left within, like, 30 seconds. Okay, hold on here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. We, we have to get backstory on this. Okay, so... Are you saying that the guy that is in the news all the time for being accused of having poop in a bucket and then throwing it on people, like, you were a part of that? Yeah, but he didn't actually throw it in our school. He just walked through your Wait, school? Wait, what school do you go to? Uh, Maple High School. Okay, so hold on here. So he went to a high school? You saw him at a high school? Yeah. Oh. The same guy? Yeah, the same guy. It was that first day where no one knew who he was. So just for backstory, if uh, you're listening not in... Uh, Toronto or Canada, there's a there was a story and there's a court case right now where there was a guy who was walking around with a bucket that was full of liquefied feces and poop. And he walked into a library at one of the universities and just threw it all over people who were sitting at a table on their laptops, on their books, everything. And they just turned around and walked out. Then he did it at another school and then he did it to somebody on the street and he was like the serial poop thrower. And uh, they got him and they charged him. The case hasn't gone to court yet, but that's where we are right now. And then you say that you saw the poop thrower at your high school. Yeah. Oh, so God. how did that story end? Like, did staff members, faculty, did anyone see him and chase him away? Or he just, like, 
saw um, everybody and like he walked away himself. Um, I think the principal escorted him out. Yeah. So he was in the school? Uh, yeah. Did- he walked through our main hallway and then he turned around. Did he have his bucket? Yep. Oh, oh man. Woof. All right. Yeah. No, that's pretty weird. Yeah. That's pretty weird. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worry. Mine isn't as awesome as that, but I do remember being in middle school and a group of friends of and myself used to act out the news of the day with each other in the playground. I remember once uh, we all got together and Nelson Mandela being freed was a big thing that year. So we we were like, okay, let's let's act out and be Nelson Mandela. So we used to, in the playground, we would play Nelson Mandela. Like pretend being in jail? And, and being freed, yeah. Wow, so, you guys are rebels, man. Uh, Damn. Uh, Neha, do you have to go to school now? Yeah, I okay, actually okay. have an exam like no, no problem. Right now. We'll, we'll let you go. We'll continue on with this. We'll catch up with you later. Okay, good luck okay. and thank you for listening. Okay, Thanks, thank love. Thank you. Later, girl. Thank you. So while everybody else was like, I don't know. Swinging or playing catch or... <laughs> I don't know where you went to school, <laughs> man. Where did Swinging? you go to school? Where did you go to school? <laughs> Swinging and playing catch. Well, you know, like in the playground, like okay. I don't know, what do you do? So like, you, you know? played Nelson Mandela? Yeah, and we we called it that. Okay, so can we play Nelson Mandela? How often today? would you play Nelson Mandela? Went for a whole year. We Re- played Nelson a Mandela. A year? Okay. So and then this- I remember when it ended because I asked Benji, my friend Benji, I'm like, do you want to play Nelson Mandela today? He's like, nah, I'm not into playing Nelson so, Mandela okay. anymore. <laughs> okay, break me, break me through. Walk, walk us through here the uh, like the sort of aspects of what a game of Nelson Mandela was. <laughs> Yeah. Like how would you How play? many people were involved? There was the three of us. Okay, it was okay. three of you. myself, Benji, and one other guy. And so what would okay. you guys do? So like one of us would play Nelson Mandela. How yeah. were you one able us- to decide who played Nelson Mandela? It was usually like, okay, fine, I'll be Nelson Mandela this Nobody time. wanted to be Nelson Mandela. Wow. So who were the other two characters? One in the was game? the lawyer, and then somebody else was like the reporter, right? Okay. So, and then you would be, I guess, sort of pretending you're in jail, and then freed, and you'd be like, yay, I'm free. And, and then the reporter. And then end of game? So, <laughs> so how long does this game last? Like, somebody two minutes? would try and be like, you know, well, how would it play it in court? Or somebody would try to be the reporter. How does it feel to be free, Nelson Mandela? And, and then Nelson Mandela would say what? And he'd be like, it is great to be free, or whatever the saying was at the time. <laughs> I don't know if there was like a, a saying. Wow, you may be the only person who played Nelson Mandela as a game in Topical. the schoolyard. <laughs> For a year, though. I know. Until Benji wouldn't play with us. Okay, and then well, because he saw how much fun everyone was, was so, having on the swings. So when you guys like, I need some of that action. When you guys used to play the news, aside from playing Nelson Mandela, what other games did you play? What we, other stories did you cover? Please don't say Paul Bernardo. I was going to say the Scarborough Rapist. No, you didn't. We did. What did you? Do? Because his pictures were all over the gas station at the time, right? So we were like, what if? What if? He got caught, so let's yeah. play Paul Bernardo and, right. and act as though he got caught. That'll be the news of the day in the playground. Right, and then so what would happen? You know, Benji would have his hands behind his back. You would, you would arrest Benji. Yeah, and Benji. Pretend that, and pretend that he was Paul Bernardo. Yeah, because I remember when he's like, I don't want to play Nelson Mandela anymore, and we were like, okay, fine, do you want to play Scarborough Rapist? <laughs> <laughs> that says so much, huh? Yeah, you know big I mean? time. Yeah. Says so much. Uh, anyway, uh, do you have a weird school memory, Ross? Uh, I, yeah, I went to school at a really like my. I was in junior high, like right in the middle of the sort of of the eighties, and there were very few 
school was very different then. The, the, the idea of zero tolerance was, did, was non-existent and nobody had ever used the word bully in context of school. Uh-huh. And rules were much different. I remember two things. I remember when I was in junior high and then this kid from the high school wanted to fight me. And I was like, I didn't want to fight, but it was just going to go down. It was all going to go down. And at that point, when there was a fight after school, like a hundred kids from both schools just used to pour onto a street corner and make a big giant circle. And you were just supposed to go fight this kid. Oh, like in the movies. Like in the movies. Lots of kids, like lots and lots and lots of kids. And I remember two things. The first one I remember is this kid wanted to fight me and it was going to happen. And everybody in the school knew that it was going to happen after school. And I just sort of like hung back a little bit. And I remember after school, a teacher walking me to the door and patting me on the back and wishing me luck and opening (gasps) the door for me. What? Yeah, 100%. Out you go. Out you go. Really? Yeah, because it was off school property, so technically there was nothing they could do. But uh, not encourage you is one thing not to do. No, it was it was it was pat me on the back, good luck, and and then out you go. The other thing that happened was is there was a kid who was getting like relentlessly, and you can say the word now, bullied by this other kid. Uh-huh. And this one kid was he was a smaller he was a smaller kid. And he, this, this other, this bigger kid at the school had it in for him. And it was like physical bullying, mm-hmm. like hardcore physical bullying. And it got back to the teachers that this kid was being bullied by this guy named Jamie. And I remember our teachers coming to me and this, and, and a friend of mine. And he went, so you know the situation that's going on with Jamie and then this other small kid. And we're like, yeah. And he goes, so here's what I need you guys to do. I need you to make sure that Jamie never gets a hold of him. Really? And I was like, okay. And he's like, can you and do you that? Guys are and children. He's, and he's like, can you do that for me? And I was like, and we were like, yeah. So he basically deputized us to protect this kid who was being bullied and basically giving us permission to beat up this other kid if it got to that. Oh in, instead of God. Instead of doing anything about it. Really? Like that's what they would do. They would let you handle it. It was wild. It was like a prison yard. Wow. Yeah, it was Imagine really, you all just played Nelson Mandela. Yeah, it was really wild. It was really wild. And I remember those two things clearly because, and we took it seriously and like we did it. Like yeah. we made sure but now, that he on. wasn't- In the movies, when you're in this big massive circle and people fight, sometimes, you you know, somebody comes in and, and like a, usually a pretty girl and is like, guys, don't fight, just be friends. And then you guys shake hands and then you guys are like best friends no, for life. No, we were friends. That's wow. the thing. So did you ever have to knuckle up with this guy? Oh. With Jamie? <laughs> Um, did we, no, we never knuckled up with Jamie. Um, it was crazy. He was in junior high and he had a mustache. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, dude. Like this guy was like legit. Yeah. And he just showed up one day too, right? Like he just showed up out of nowhere. And then we all thought that he came from juvie. Yeah. Right. Because he looked a little older. Like the badass from Stranger Things? Like he, yeah, he looked like he had, he looked like he had missed a few years. Uh Uh-huh in life and he was just sort of starting over somewhere because he had a mustache in junior high like a full mustache in junior high like those teen mustaches and and the other thing and the other thing was is that he had adult running shoes we when you're in junior highs you still get kid running shoes you know what I mean? Because like your parents never wanted to buy you like super expensive running shoes and like everybody kind of had the same running shoes. But mm. he had like the running shoes that dads would wear. And we all really? thought that was real weird that he had like grown up running shoes and we all had like, you know, sparks. Because when you're a kid, you want like cool what? running shoes, right? But he wore like dad running shoes. Like Reebok. 
You no, know, it was just weird. Like huh. they were just, they were very much like the, like when you would see like parents wearing these shoes. It was odd. The whole, the whole time, the whole kid, everything about him was just odd. I don't know if I have any weird school memories. Like a lot of them are like strange school memories for me are all like pretty tragic because they're all terrible things that have happened. Sure. Like yeah. traumatizing almost. Yeah. I don't have like a weird, quirky, like we all got together and played Nelson Mandela. Right. Were you in school when you stole something and got in trouble? Bro, like, it's like from the mall? Mark, Nark, what are you doing, Snitch? No, I'm what's just trying to help him out with a story. No, what's the matter with you? Why are you guys snitch? I'm not, I'm, I'm sort of, was this when why you were in snitch? school? No, why are you guys snitch? I don't think it was snitching. I think yes, it's I was suggested. arrested once. Why do, you, why do you think they threw Nelson Mandela in jail? Snitching. Well, see, I'm not it. sure if that's true, by the way. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's true. No, that's not true. Right? Is that that's, not true? That's definitely that's, that's, not that, true. That's not true. Okay. That's definitely I, not true. I, I, I thought it was snitching. I did. But now I know different, and I take it back. Oh, okay. I got one. When I was in seventh grade, <laughs> up until seventh grade, right? Yeah. I thought the term cold turkey yeah. meant literal cold turkey. Oh. And in seventh grade, Mr. Dunn, our teacher, was talking about the... Uh, dangers of smoking right? and, you know, what smoking is going to do to you, how bad it is for your health and your lungs. And then he said something about quitting cold turkey. <laughs> and then I put up my hand and yeah. I was like, Mr. Dunn, uh, I don't understand how eating cold turkey helps people stop smoking all yeah. of a sudden. No, I know. That's wild. Uh, so when did you find out? Like, is this one of the things? That day, sort of thing? because he started laughing. oh. oh. And then all the other kids started laughing. They're like, "Oh, like all the kids knew what cold turkey meant? Were like not like actual cold turkey, stupid. Man. It isn't. Wow, wow. Uh, what were you showing me, Maury? I wrote down it isn't because I thought it was. Like, oh, I thought, why did you, you just say didn't. that? I can't read. This is a liar. Like what does it mean? I always assumed that it meant like you start eating cold turkey no, and it takes you away don't. the cravings. I can't have this conversation with you. <sighs> so that I believe is my uh, weirdest school memory. Right. Um, okay, Mark has another weirdo question. What's the weirdest gift you've ever received? Weirdest gift oh, for you've sake. ever received. You have an answer for that? Um, go ahead. A, um, from Matthew's brother, he gave us a massive wooden penis um, that's also a bottle opener. Excuse me? Yeah, it's a massive wooden penis bottle opener. Now, when you say massive, show me with your hands. I need to like know what you think massive big, is. this big, made out of wood, like uh, hand-carved penis that's a bottle opener. Okay, like, like how does it does it stand on the counter? Like yeah, it upright? Stands. Yeah, and where the testicles are is where you open the bottle. So hold on, you, you don't. What? Yeah, that wouldn't be. The, I would assume that that would be the handle. Yeah. No, no, the handle is the penis. Oh, and oh, maybe the, that makes sense then. And maybe the metal, that makes sense. And the metal bottle opener sticks out of the testicle area. Like the base of the testicles, or like, like like sort of behind where your body would be. Okay, and so how does it stand on the counter? No, I guess it doesn't. It, it would sort of lie just, down. It would lie down, yeah. You would just rest it. Yeah, you're resting So where it. is it now? Do in Matthew's sock drawer. Excuse me? Why? Because he's hiding it there because in case we have people come over to do maintenance and stuff, he doesn't want anyone to mistakenly find the wooden penis bottle opener. But if you had people coming over doing maintenance, why would they be going through your drawers? No, they won't. That's why we put it there. Right, but I would much... Why not? I, no, 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 like thing. why would they be going through the drawers in your kitchen where you would normally keep the He doesn't know. He thinks that's why we, when people, when we get a notice that somebody's coming over to change the, you know, filter or whatever, you have we have to run hide. around the house and hide all the wooden we, cocks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll tell you, man. If I if I had a if I had a wooden penis bottle opener and yeah. it was, I would never. It would never even go anywhere near my bedroom because I know that that's the day that I'm going to choke on a chicken bone and die. Yeah. And then somebody's got to go clean out my stuff, and they're going to see a huge wooden penis yeah. in my sock drawer. And you're not around to explain. No, and and I'm not around to explain that I put it there because yeah. I didn't want somebody to think so, I was a perv. You could, yeah. but no, but you could put it in a drawer with a note now in case you die. The note could sit there for years. I got an idea. And I, the note could just say, this was a gift. I put it here because I didn't want anyone to find me okay. in case I die. I, I have a note. great idea. Get rid of the wooden penis. No, because also Matthew's worried that our fingerprints are on the wooden penis and someone's going to track can, it can back I, to can us. I, can you do me a huge favor? And oh, you I, want it? I would swear to God I would love this. Give it to me so I can put it in the fireplace. Okay. I'll stand it up. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand it up. I'll make. I'll get some hot coals on the bottom, and then I'll just stand it okay. right up, and I'll watch it burn, and I'll film the whole thing. I have a Fair. better idea. Yeah. Yes, I was going to suggest you film the whole thing. Yeah. Right. But set the camera up on a tripod. Oh make yeah. Make sure you get the entire 100%. right. Yeah. And then you take that video yeah. and loop it for like four hours. Right. You put it up on YouTube. Yeah. And oh, then viral. Every Christmas, when people are looking for those fire log videos yes. to play on their TVs, yes. if they don't have a video. They have that. That's true. That's true. Maury, the, the stain on the wood, is it a dark stain or a light stain? Oh, very dark. Okay, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Just by the way he did with his hands. You know what I mean? Roz, do you have an answer yeah. for this? What's the weirdest gift that you've ever received? Well, it's, hopefully soon it's going to be a giant wooden penis <laughs> bottle opener. Was it, not, was it not the Grey Cup book I gave you? No. Did I get a weird gift? Jeez, uh, man. Yeah, I, I think that I've like I think that when you're early on in in relationships, when you're younger, is often a time when you get weird gifts. Yeah, you know, like I think that somebody gave me a pair of leather hot pants once. What? Yeah, you still have them, don't you? No, no, no. Oh. I never wore them. No, they didn't fit, and I and I suspected that they had previously belonged to somebody else. Oh, a re-gift. Yeah, it was a, like a re-gift of like leather shorts, basically. And I did never wore, I never asked for leather shorts, but I got a pair of leather shorts and I suspected that they had already been worn by somebody else just because of the way they felt, oh. you know? And so like stuff like that. Um, I, I always find that the weird gifts are when you are dating somebody and they would sort of buy themselves something that they thought you would like. Sure. You know what I mean? Like like a sexy thing or, a, you know, uh, like a new, you know, lingerie or something. I always felt weird about that stuff because I never find that stuff attractive. Right. Right. Like I've, I've never been that guy. I've never been the garter belt guy. It's uh -huh. too busy. There's too much stuff going on. Right. And so that sort of thing where they're the gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was never, I was never mm. really into that. I think like the only thing that ever stands out in my mind as a weird gift. Yeah. And I believe we talked about this on the last podcast Yeah. where damn it, Maury once gave me cologne but it's the same cologne that his husband wears. That's very weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I will argue to him the day that I die that that's an endearing gift. Every year for about five years, somebody I knew in my family would give me nose hair trimmers. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's weird. Take a hint, pal. But like not even just the same person. It's always like a different person. Because everybody knows. Yeah, it was weird. I yeah. was, like, how do you not take that personally, right? Like all people who talk to each other, you think? I don't know. Like, no, think no, like a, not even. Oh, this, not so even. there's not like a chance that there's like a no. secret group chat going around and being like, yo, okay, no. who's going to give him the gift this year? No, Catherine bought me ball cream for Christmas this year for my stocking. 
What? Yeah, it's great. And I've I used it once and uh -huh. I'm like, this is actually really wonderful. I'll get you the name of the company on the next podcast. But it's a cream, yeah. uh, like an ointment, uh -huh. and you just keep it in the bathroom and it looks in a regular bottle, only it says yeah. like ball cream. This cream is for your balls. Yeah. Right. And you squirt a little bit on and then you rub down there after a shower. And it dries them out, so it prevents sweating, kind of thing. Really, like, it's like a, it's almost like a like a creamy um, version of what like talc would be, but nobody wants to use talc anymore, right? But it's sort of that same thing. And I remember later on that day, I had gone for groceries, I had like moved a shelf up the stairs, everything else, and I was wearing my tight jeans. And I remember I went downstairs to get undressed later, and I was like, oh my god, my balls are dry. Like it actually really works. Uh, does it have a smell? Yeah, it smells nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like cedar wood or something? No, it's like, it's it's almost, uh, no, it's pretty. Like, it's almost pretty. Like, it's not a, it doesn't smell like gasoline or something manly, right? Like, it's a, it's a pretty smell. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gina has a, a specific question for you, Roz. Yeah. Whenever your daughter, Roxy, asks mm -hmm. you uh, what your favorite age of hers is, mm -hmm. you always say, quote, the age you are right now. Right. Gina wants to know if you gave that same answer when she was three, aka a three-nager. Yeah. Or did you say something else? God. I assume Gina has a three-year-old right now. Yeah. Um, three's awful. Where they go through uh, just nonstop terror. Yeah, three's awful. Uh, no, because she never asked then. Yeah, she wouldn't she ask. Only, no, she only started to ask later. Three-nager. I never heard that before. That's a yeah, great line. Yeah, yeah. No, they only start, she only started to ask sort of later in life and, and when you're able to... You know when kids start asking? When? Is when kids realize that grown-ups find babies cute. Ah, that's when that's when it becomes a concern, and so it took Roxy a little bit longer because she's an only child. So if we had, I'm sure if we had another kid, like if if she, if she was three and we had another baby in the house, I'm sure she would have asked much sooner. Sure, but because there was that didn't happen in our world, uh, she would just ask later when. Uh, um, our son Cruz, who is going to be three at the end of April, oof. um, he's like. Three-nager, yeah. right? So there will be times where, my God, he disses me so hard. Yeah. And it breaks my heart, man. That's what you get. Like, he'll run up to me and, yeah. and he'll like push me and he'll be like, don't want daddy, only want mommy. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I'll go run to Jenna. Yeah. I'll be like, oh man, bro, I just got home from work, man. All I want to yeah. do is see you, right? No, no. <laughs> the other day, no word of a lie. So above the couch in the family room, we have a nice family photo, right? Yeah. Jenna, myself, and Cruz when he was like 12 days old. So we're there sitting on the couch and he gets up and he's standing on the couch looking up at the wall, looking at the picture. And he goes, uh, mommy and cruisy. And I was like, very good. I'm like, who else? He goes, and mommy. <laughs> and I was like, and who else? And cruise. <laughs> I was like, is there anybody else in that picture? And he's he like, I see Cruz. I was like, what about daddy? He's like, oh yeah, daddy. Yeah. And then there's like a long pause and he goes, mommy and Cruz. Wow. I was like, All right, I'm going to just leave. Wow. wow. That hurts though, huh? Oh man, you know it hurts so Oh, it hurts much. the heart, like right yeah. through the heart. I was like, the only thing happens. I want to do when I'm at work is be at home and hang out with you and play. Yeah. And then as soon as I get home, all you do is diss me yeah. constantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Uh. It's it's hard. And that like, you got to live a little while for that too. Yeah. Before that calms down. Uh, like great. you got to, you got to, you got to, you haven't even hit three yet. 
right? Like and it's so you, embarrassing. Sometimes when I go and pick him up from school, yeah, he's like throws himself on the ground in front of the teachers and like at the top of his lungs in front of all of his friends. He's like, "Don't want to go home with daddy." I'm like, man, yeah, yeah, it's tough. God. It's tough, especially when you miss them. Like that's the problem. Like I would come, you'll come home and you're like, "God, I miss my boy. I just miss him so much." And then you're gonna look at him and you realize that he does not miss you at all. At not all. only that, he's actually kind of pissy. You're home now. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's the worst. Get out. Yeah. I know you worst. just got home. We were having so much fun before you got here. Right. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah asks, what was your first breakup like? You guys remember your first breakup? Mm, like my, like my first like little kid breakup or like my first breakup breakup yeah, where, I would say breakup, where breakup. you were like, I, I don't consider like, you know, junior high or like elementary school or anything like that. Okay. Let's say grade nine plus. Done. Okay. Grade nine plus. Yeah. Your Grade first plus. breakup. Do you remember? Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of breakups. All right, stud. <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, yeah, I had a lot of breakups. I remember one time I was just so destroyed that this girl uh, dumped me that I was, I just remember lying on the floor in the family room, listening to sad music with my, uh, with my dog, my dog was lying down and I just put my head on his back Aww. and I was lying on the ground just like so devastated and just so upset uh, listening to sad music with my dog and I just sat there and I just like talked to my dog and I told my dog everything about Aww. how much I love this girl and all this stuff and then he just, he didn't move and he was like a great listener and Aww, like, dude, yeah. That's breaking my heart. Yeah, that breakup, that breakup really, really hurt uh, a lot. So that was like one of the first where it was like, I would say it was devastating. You, you remember know? why? Or the reason that was given for the breakup? Oh, God. The, you would break up then for no apparent reason at all. Like you would just, you would you would break up because they, you know, wanted to go out with somebody else. Or you would, you would break up with them because their friends didn't like you. Or you would break up with them for like their parents didn't like you. Like yeah. there's all sorts of dumb reasons. It wasn't like we didn't see a future with each other or you didn't have one and one have kids because you're not at that level. Like it's whenever you break up in grade 10, it's stupid reasons. Yeah. Right. I, I think I'm pretty sure in ninth, it was either ninth or 10th grade, uh, white girl I was dating yeah. broke up with me because I think it was her dad who was a police officer didn't like the fact that she was seeing or talking to a brown guy. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Wow. I could be wrong. Wow, I'm that pretty hurts. sure that's what it was. That's straight to the bone. Yeah. Yeah, Maury? Um, I remember, I mean, I didn't have young relationships like you people. Um, but what do you I mean you people? Like you good-looking people. My first relationship was when I was 18, right. and I walked into the club, I walked into Boots, and I found him making out with another guy, that hurts. Yeah, and he's like, I never loved you. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah. How long were you guys together for? We were together for a year. We moved, it's like, he was the reason I moved out of my dad's place. But I knew something was up when he insisted when on When he keeping... was making out with another guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, even before that, where we oh. wouldn't share a bed. Like, he had his own bed, and I had my own bed in our bachelor apartment, and we... You were our... living together. Yeah, and our beds were head-to-head. -head. Like, he had his own bed, I had my own. He wouldn't even sleep in the same bed. Why? I don't know. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm just more comfortable in my own uh, bed. Were you intimate, though? Yeah, fairly, you know. What does that mean, like, fairly? Well, when he instigated, like, he had to, like, it was like, if I, like, it was, had to be on his terms. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, if I was, you know, putting on, you know. You couldn't instigate. I you couldn't, couldn't initiate yeah, any sort of intimacy. Where would it happen, in his bed or yours? In his bed. Always? Yeah. 
Yeah. Not your bed, though? Not my bed. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I would... Uh, Wait, and your bed, or sorry, the bed that you slept in, it belonged to you? Like, you had to buy that bed, or you brought that my bed childhood from... Bed. It was my childhood bed. And you brought it to your sex palace? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> did, he like, br- <laughs> did he bring his childhood bed, too? Yeah. Oh, so that's weird. I'll never forget like when the I, bed that you weird. slept in when you were like four. That's so right? weird. Is the bed when you when you that you're having it. relations in when you're eighteen? I had, years old? Same, when, I had that same bed all the way through my twenties. Now I gotta when, when you're when you're on that bed, um, being intimate. Is it hard to navigate your feet through the wagon wheel on the end or not? <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember walking into the club and seeing him making out with another guy. And I remember a friend of mine like grabbing me and pulling me away, going, "You know, it's okay. There's nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." Oh, they all knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah they all knew. They all knew. They all knew that he so, was he's stepping out on you. I think That's they the were worst surprise because I wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, I was, I was like, in yeah. a situation like that in my adult life where yeah. I was where I was with somebody and they were messing around on me, but not like messing around. Uh, discreetly they were they had another full boyfriend and everybody knew mm. and nobody said anything to me like everybody like why wouldn't you just tell me yeah everybody oh, knew sucks, everybody knew and nobody said nobody said a word and it was awful like it yeah. was it was really 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 terrible yeah yeah so, so i told her i hope you, she dies alone and oh wow did you end up talking to this guy Oh, well, we had to go home together afterwards, right? And Because you're still living together. That's right. Did he bring the other guy? Was he cute? No, he didn't bring the other oh. guy. <laughs> <laughs> so how long until uh, you guys like... Like he moved you, out like a week later or whatever. He moved out, he not moved, you. I, no, I kept the place and then this girl that I knew, she moved in. Right. And you never had any girlfriends before you came out or anything like that, right? Like you didn't Like have, friends that you're girls with? Or? No, like a girlfriend. No. No, you didn't. No. Friends okay. that you're girls with? Because that, that happens. Friends that you're girls that you're friends with. Yeah, right. friends that you're girls with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, what is uh, this? Is from Shannon. What is a story about you that sounds fake but is one hundred percent real? Oh my god! I don't These have questions any of those. this week. I don't have any of those. A story about you that sounds fake but is one hundred percent real. See, Maury can't answer this because all your stories are fake. That's no, true. No, no, yeah. no. That's not. No, no. They're mostly true. Right. What was the last lie you told to us? Uh, During this podcast. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> story that... What is a story about you that sounds fake but is 100% real? Oh, that my dad and I won a trip to Barbados from a chocolate bar. <laughs> okay. I'll so, never forget. And we went. It was yeah. from a Mirage chocolate bar. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I also remember my dad and I argued about who won because I picked the package of chocolate bars. I opened it. It said winner. But he will to this day say, yeah, but I paid for it. Right. So technically I won. And I'm like, So no. do you remember? Like, what I remember happened, the trip. What happened the day that you guys showed up at the chocolate factory? No, we uh, went to the office or whatever. And I will never forget. My dad was trying to get... Because it came with spending money, mm-hmm. and my dad was trying to negotiate for them to give more spending money. How much spending money did you give? Came for the with a thousand dollars spending money. Jeez, that's a lot of money. And no, no, I know. What did you say when you met Willy Wonka? Oh no, it was not Willy Wonka. It was a, it was Nestle. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, but I do remember going. Yeah, it was Haywoods in Barbados, and this is the the, the place where I remember my dad met some girl there. Of course he did, and, stud. <laughs> and she yeah. would always leave soaps and shampoos for me in the bush. In the what? She would always leave uh, the soaps and shampoos from her room in the bush for me. 
Oh, wait, so your dad didn't hook up with somebody who worked at the resort? No, it was like just another woman that was there, right? Because it was like, I think it was more for single single adults. Hold yeah. on, your dad went to hedonism and took you? <laughs> <laughs> Haywoods. Okay. And she would always leave little gifts for me in the bushes, this sort of like a, hey, how are you kind Sort of, of thing. like Easter while they were in the room doing stuff? <laughs> you she had would, to wait had outside to go... of the room at the resort while your dad was hooking up with some gal that he met on this Barbados trip? Well, yeah. you went looking through bushes for soap? <laughs> Oh, no, this is not real. See? This is not real. <laughs> thousand percent real. No, this is not thousand real. Thousand percent real. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody high, like, oh my God. So you, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Easter, right? <laughs> I can't believe this. No, well, this well, is not real. Well, your dad's in there with the Easter bunny. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm like, okay, found all the soaps. <laughs> Wow. And did they continue the relationship after they got back? Or no. No, 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 no. Your dad's a stud. <laughs> Jeez, man. Uh, Anton wants to know, what is one day you would love to relive? Today, because I can't get any, enough of hearing that about that time where I walked into a bar and saw his boyfriend making out with another guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Do you know I'm still friends with that guy and wish him a happy birthday on his birthday? Like, if you go to the Facebook Messenger, it's yeah. literally me just going, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Does he ever write back to you no. at all? Why are you, still, why are you still writing this guy then, man? Just to be nice. It's not nice, though. In his, favorite, in his favorite band, I'll never, like, the, the week before I saw him making out, his favorite band is Sonic Youth. And I remember going and standing in line to meet them and I got their autograph on a poster mm -hmm. and I put a rose in a tube with the poster and gave it. Like, come on, man, does it not just bring you to tears? Well, yeah, no, I'm not saying you didn't do a lot. I'm saying now in present day, stop messaging the man. Yeah. Um, does your husband, damn it, Matthew, <laughs> know that you are still in contact or trying to contact your ex-boyfriend? No, but I'll tell you, you this. The um, <laughs> no. I recently told Matthew that the laundry not. hamper we use was his, and Matthew immediately threw it out and got another leather laundry hamper. Really? Because I'm like, oh, by the way, did you know yeah. that that basket belonged to him? Yeah, it's where we used to put the towels that we used for cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> I'd throw it away too. <laughs> oh my God. So Matthew has no idea that you are still no, trying I mean, he, to message this guy. No, but he talks to his ex once in a while. Right. Uh -huh. His ex once came over and slept over and his ex, when I was sick, had to take my temperature. Excuse me? Yeah. What? Oh, you weird. You guys are weird, such a man. weird life, You guys man. are weird. Yeah. That's so, too weird. But, okay, here's what I need to understand. Yeah. Oh, too much time on this story. But, I know. So it's okay for Matthew to still be in contact with and invite over his ex-boyfriend, but a laundry hamper that was once owned by your ex-boyfriend when you were 18 and you are now 41 years old <laughs> got thrown in the garbage because Matthew got, like, jealous or something? Yeah, but I find that kind of cute that he gets jealous and thinks that I've never been with anyone You else. just show him the years and years of happy birthdays you're sending <laughs> to this guy on Facebook yeah. that he hasn't replied yeah. to. Like, don't get me wrong. If Catherine, if we had, like, if I went down the basement and I was like, ah, oh, hey, I'm going to use the hammer. And Catherine was like, yeah, that hammer was my ex-boyfriend's. I'd throw it in the garbage. Yeah. You would? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't want that in my house. But who cares? It's a hammer. Yeah, I know. I don't want it in my house. Like, I, I used to be cool with stuff like that. The older I get, the less cool I am with stuff like that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't, but I don't you guys have been together for, yeah. like, forever, man. No, it's just, I don't, I, I just, I, you know what the thing is this? I guess it's because... It means nothing to me to throw a perfectly good hammer in the garbage because I will just go and buy one yeah. and not think 
twice about the fact that it, I just spent so money on a, on, a, on a hammer. Like it bothers you think like you imagine him hammering up a picture of the two of them together on the wall. No, it's not even that. I just, I want, I don't want anything like that in my life. Right. Yeah. I don't want anything like that in my life. And I used to be completely fine with stuff like this. Completely fine. And normally when you get older, you get more chill. But the older I get, the more uptight I get when really? it comes to all that stuff. Huh, I, yeah. See, I'm the I opposite. Just don't care. Yeah. Uh, remember when uh, everyone had the uh, Nint- Nintendo Wii? Sure. Right? Yeah. So Jenna had one when we had met, and we were going to play a game one night, and she hadn't turned the, the gaming system on in forever mm-hmm. and turned it on. And you remember you used to have your own little characters? Everyone made your sure. own character, yep. you named them. And I guess her ex-boyfriend, his oh, character was snap. still on the system, and she was like, Oh shoot! Like I gotta delete that. I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Like I'm not bothered by it. It's totally cool. Right. And uh, so she deleted it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I never like it. Never bothered me. And then years God, were, later, were his, were his records still in the game? Oh, I didn't even check. Oh, even how know. did you not check? I would have. I would have stayed. I would have spent my entire oh, summer man. that year beating all his records. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh babe, yeah. I'm better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would let her know too. Another one. <laughs> Yo, get this. Oh, so there was one day, right? Yeah. We were gonna go to the we were going to the Jays game. We we're going to the baseball game. Yeah. And we were outside the Rogers Center. And her ex-boyfriend walks by. I guess he works in the in the neighborhood. Yeah. And walks by. And he was like, Oh, hey. And I was just I was totally fine, right? I was like, hey, what's up? And the two of them chatted, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we went to the baseball game. Anyway, I guess he messaged her on, uh, what was it, LinkedIn, I think, <gasps> while we were at the game. No. Yeah. Right? Here's another thing. See, that's not cool. Y'all got to be careful with LinkedIn. It's not just for business. No. All really? Right? No. Pe- man. People are cruising on LinkedIn? Yes. Come it's like Tinder. On. Are you kidding me? So he messaged her, right? Yeah. And he said something like, um, it was good seeing you. I couldn't help but notice that you don't look very happy. We should get a drink sometime. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Right? You know See, you can't do that, man. And she showed me the message. No, I was no, like, no, oh, no. man, what a clown. Like, what are you going to, like. No. I think she messaged him back, was like, no, I'm very happy. Yeah. Um, you know, thanks yeah. very much. And I think she just ended it. Yeah. No, I can't be part of that. I can't. That guy needs to just what go. What a move. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I can't do that. What On LinkedIn, he, for God's sake. I, what did no. he think the response would be? You're right. Let's. Well, sure. That's why you throw the you throw it out there, yeah. right? You know, you throw it out there. Wow. Um, okay, Rachel asks if you could flick a switch mm-hmm. and wipe any band or musical artist off the face <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> who would it be, and why? <sighs> if I could flip a switch and wipe now, you're just—they are like non-existent. You're not killing anyone. No, no, no. Okay. You're just like erasing them. Erasing from Erasing them from from history. Who would it be, and why? <sighs> It's a really interesting thing because I'm not going necessarily for somebody that I may find annoying. I would go for somebody who I found annoying, but also influenced so many other people to be just as annoying. Oh, like Lil Uzi Vert? I don't know who that is. Oh. (laughs) Any of the mumble rappers these Uh, days? Is he annoying? Huh? Is he annoying? Oh, so annoying. Yeah. I mean, I think so at least. And then there's a part of me that I would want to eliminate somebody just because I'd be curious what the world of sort of music would be like without them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like what would, what would music be like today, say, if there were no Beatles? 
right? Like, you know that movie, like, uh, that movie that just oh, came yesterday, out? Oh, Yesterday. Yesterday. Right? Like, like, I'm curious as to what music would be like because there's so many people that were influenced by them that maybe wouldn't exist. What would the world today be like if I said Drake vanished? Oh, yeah, true. Who would be the biggest rapper slash artist slash entertainer in the entire world? But who is, who's famous right now because of Drake? Oh, God. Could you argue The Weeknd? Could yeah. you argue um, Rick Ross? Could you argue uh, Future? Yeah. Like any of these artists that, he, yeah. that yeah. he like collaborates with so on the regular? So let's say let's say there's no Drake. That means there's no Weekend. I, I could be wrong. Not to discount any of their talents. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, well, you can draw lines. Sure. Right? So I'm drawing lines. So I'm saying right now... If Drake didn't exist in this world, mm. it w- the world wouldn't just be without Drake. It would potentially be without everybody that Drake has either influenced yeah. or had a hand in their careers since he started, which is mm. an astronomical amount of people. Same or to go be- back even further, it would be uh, Jay-Z. If Jay Z didn't, didn't exist, right? I was going to say if you did that with Madonna, then you'd get no Lady Gaga. You'd get like how many people were influenced well, by Madonna? Ex- well, exactly. Right. Like let's say there's no Madonna. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> Any band or musical yeah, artist, if you wipe though. them off the face of the earth, who would it be? Well, yeah. I was, I would definitely say uh, Madonna and or Mariah Carey. No, wow. no, the world needs them. Wow. For what? Well, then the well, memes then, and like then the my fun community of. has nobody to dance to. <laughs> no, that's true. It's true. It's true. Who are you left with? Cindy Lauper. Right. Yeah. Do you yeah. have an answer, Mori? Uh, no, but I, I see what Roz is talking about. Like, I, I never thought of it that way. Like, yeah. I was just going to be like, I don't know this person, but like, it's an interesting way of thinking right. about it. Michael Jackson. Oh, oh wow. boy. Like, everybody. Yeah. If Let's you got say, rid of Michael Jackson, you yeah. have no Neo. You have, yeah. you have no nobody. You have no nobody. Yeah. Michael Jackson. I'm going to go with Michael Jackson. Wow. Just because I'd, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to see okay. what the world yeah. would look Elvis like. Elvis Presley. Okay. Can you imagine what the world would be like without Elvis Presley? Yeah. I would say Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, uh, along those same lines. But I think that Elvis as an individual um, was very significant. But I don't know if, say, Elvis had the impact musically on No, but people. he had the impact because, don't forget, like when he danced, they zoomed in on him because they didn't want to show his hips moving. No, no, but I mean, I, mean, I mean the impact on other artists, mm-hmm. right. right? Like without Michael Jackson, there is no... Everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. there's no everybody. Yeah. There's no Weird Al without Michael Jackson. This is That's true. true. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Who would like, Weird Al be? Yeah. Like, there's no Weird parody, Al. Trying parody, right? Yeah, there's no Weird Al without Michael Jackson. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, we're going to end on this question. All right. Because uh, I think it's an important question for us to answer Go. because uh, this is what Lisa says. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you handle commuting every day. I have started a new job and the struggle is real. I actually got rear-ended during my very first week and now the commute is even worse. Uh, your podcast helps, but tell me you have a magical solution for work-life balance, bless you, while commuting. So here's the thing, Lisa. When the three of us commute into work, because we broadcast in Toronto 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every mm. single day, Monday to Friday, we don't have that typical rush hour traffic that everyone else that works, you know, let's say an eight to four or a nine to five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your traditional morning traffic commute, right? Mm-hmm. The neighborhood that I live in, as it stands right now, when I'm on the road, it takes me about 40, maybe 45 minutes on a good day, 35 minutes. 
uh, to get to work, where typically if we did like a post 10 a.m. show, mm-hmm. it would probably take me an hour and a half to get here. Yeah. I sit in a lot of traffic yeah. at night when I'm leaving the TV show, like a lot of traffic. And I just always find that, and I and I take Uber um, when I'm coming home. And I find that it's time that I need to use wisely. Sure. Um, that is where, and it's not just catching up on emails. I don't mean that kind of use my time wisely. I'll use it to learn something. Uh-huh. You know, I do, I'll do a lot of reading or I'll watch you know, uh, videos or lectures on things that I have no knowledge about, but I'm extremely interested in it. Um, like world politics or carpentry. I don't even know like anything. Like Mm -hmm. I always use that hour that I'm in the car at the end of the day as like an hour of class, like where I'm just going to go sit for an hour and learn something. And it's not the same thing every day. Like I'll learn something new every day or I'll get interested in something every day. But for me, where commuting sucks is when you just waste your time. Yeah. When you when you can, when you can't figure out a way to be productive with that time that you're but in the if car. you're behind the wheel right you yeah. can't do any of that stuff that you're saying that no you, you can do. listen but you, you can, can listen. listen yes you can listen. absolutely you, you can, can listen. listen and that's really that's really the thing for me is that I listen because I'll just put headphones on and I'll put put my head back and I'll just and I'll just chill and listen to a couple of lectures or whatever I can find like just use use that time that time isn't wasted that time is a gift where nobody can bother you. Um, are you still into carpentry? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Could you please, 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 please yeah. start making wooden penis, <laughs> penis <laughs> bottle openers <laughs> just to gift Dan Mori and Dan and Matthew I'm gonna, every, every year? Every year? Yeah. Could you like imagine? different sizes, yeah. different colors, yeah. right? You know what's funny is I would love it because if my mother, Maury, ever went to your house, right? Because this is the kind of woman she is when it comes to gifts. If my mother ever went to your house and saw that you had a penis-shaped bottle opener, next year for Christmas, you would have a penis-shaped towel rack. <laughs> you would have penis-shaped coasters. You would have you would have everything. That's Don't like say a, penis candles. I already have that's those. The, that's the kind of woman my mom is. Like If she finds out you're interested in one thing, look <laughs> out, man. Everything you get for a gift after that is going to be tied around that one thing. I kid you. I kid you not. I kid you not. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, every week on Instagram at kiss nine two five, you'll see us post Ask Razamoka. That is where you ask your question, and we'll try our best to answer uh, as many of them as we can, and get one of you to ask your question to us on the phone. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.